2: We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen
0: to every damn word I have
1: to say!
2: This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. The
1: sportos and motor motorheads, geek bloods, waste-oids, dweebies. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.
0: All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome back again, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Monday, June 20th, back from vacation. Happy to be here in the hot seat with my guy, Trevor Kelsey, as always want to give a big thanks to uh, Rashad Myers. I want to give a big thanks to Dalton Pence. Um, I want to give a big thanks to nobody else because we didn't do a show Thursday, Friday, because nobody else could fill in. But those two guys did a fantastic job. Really appreciate them. Really appreciate everybody uh, hanging in there and enjoying the show without me, hopefully for a few days, recapping the Louisville baseball season, getting into all the recruiting madness, uh, everything that was going on Monday through uh, Wednesday. Even though Trevor uh, shockingly told me that on Monday – he thought they may have set a new record for the show, a new high mark when it comes to not actually talking sports, which I was kind of offended about, but
2: that's. I don't think. I think fun. we talked about baseball for like seven seconds, maybe? Well, I mean, eight. I guess Rashawn just wasn't into it. You could, yeah, it was Rashawn's fault. It was yeah, we'll, we'll it was all <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. All on Rashawn. Bad Rashawn. Bad. Well, we
0: had a we had a lovely uh, week away. It was fun. Uh, I was I missed the place though. Missed uh, hanging out with TK on a daily basis here from three to six. I Understand it was a good times. I Understand intern Jenna brought in some uh, metal straws. Were yeah, it? It, not sure where she is today with the metal straws. Well, but whatever. She, she's
2: out this week. She told me this on Wednesday. She's uh Classic, doing of uh, some volleyball championships. Whatever. Or something. Well, yeah, the, all the interns just leaving. Winning winning gold and championships this is what they do when they leave classic us. interns uh yeah likely excuse i had them better when i was younger when i was ex- i had good excuses like you know my car broke down or you know like i'm sick and i'm going to out of town for a volleyball tournament lost an arm i mean come on yeah i mean i, I, I once chopped off a pinky toenail just to get out of work okay <laughs> let's see you do that uh so yeah but she's out this week but yeah she brought us metal straws on the because of what we talked about, you know. Classy touch. Ago. Yeah, yeah, about the the paper straw uh, incident. And it's it's actually at the studio right now, the OG studio. The OG studio. Are my, are my headphones over there, by the way? I really hope so. Do you have headphones over there? Yeah, I left them over there the last time we did the show. Those are your headphones?
0: Yeah, they're the nice ones.
2: Let's use that in past tense. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're still nice. I hope they're still over there. They, yes. Well, yes and yes. Okay. Um... I guess they're the ones that we were asking for a couple weeks, like, who left these? Who left these? Rashawn, I told these? you I left those over there the day after it happened. Did you? Yes. Did you tell me, or
0: did you think you told I told you 100% that I left those over there. There's a
2: very good chance you're telling the truth. Uh, I have been using them on a day-to-day basis for the best. Okay, I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to need them back at some point. <laughs> I'm going to get you some new ones. <laughs> oh, God, what happened? No, they're good. They're fine. Okay, they're I was
2: fine. very concerned. About that I, think well, I, just, I just got those for like Christmas this year. I just, we really did not know where those came from. We, were just, we thought just somehow someone just randomly left them. Apparently headphones. me
0: telling you that I left my headphones over there wasn't enough of a clue. I guess I, you know, I should have been more blatant about it.
2: Did you send a text? I <laughs> <Not laughs> proof
0: of this. I told you in person. It was early one show. I think you were still struggling with, uh, you know, the, the Bats double duty. So I'm sure. That oh, there's
2: was... odds I won't remember this conversation in two days. I'm well aware. By the way, I don't, <laughs> don't know
0: what happened here since I was gone. Somebody cleaned. And by clean, I mean. Took a coffee mug and put all the pens that have been scattered around here for the last eight months in the coffee mug. Well, that's nice. It was nice. That's it not looks a complaint. The yeah. tissue box has been moved from the table that's in the far corner to uh, my table here. Definitely a perk. Which is good. Uh, it looks like some of the clutter has been removed from the, the you know block that was blocking the Joker Phillips Charlie Strong
2: picture. That feels good. They did take all my napkins from in here, which I'm not a fan yeah, of. Yeah, I mean I that's used. decluttering. That's the way it's going to be. Know, but uh,
0: we have uh, we have things to get to. We won't spend too much time recapping things that happened while I was out. Uh, but we will talk about the the mega recruiting weekend over the weekend, uh, what we saw from it, what we expect to hear from it, to shed some more insight on all that good stuff. Keith Wynn's going to join us at 5.05 to give his take there. Uh, We want to hear from you today, of course, on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. That's the text line number. Text us your questions, your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, your whatever, and we will get to those uh, throughout the next three hours. Also reminding you, Thorntons. We love them. There are 65,314 of them in this area. Stop by any one of those. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. Use it liberally. You need to save money at the pump now more than ever. The Refreshing Rewards program and the Refreshing Rewards app are going to help you more than ever. Uh, Download that bad boy and then text us while you're doing it. Make it a a double duty. 502-414-1450. I do love that the first text that came in before the show started was, with all the unfortunate events that have gone down in the Rutherford household lately, I'm expecting to hear that your vacation was was a disaster but I really hope that wasn't the case. Good to have you back, Mike. We avoided most major disasters. There's, there's always going to be like a couple of hiccups when you're traveling, you know, 10 hours with a two year old and a seven month old. Like that <laughs> I mean, comes to the that, territory, that, right?
2: Yeah, you're playing fast and loose with word perfect, I think. Yeah. The I only, mean.
0: yeah, I mean, the, so we ended up, we did exactly what I was hoping to avoid doing, which is drive through the night both times, the way down there and the way back, just because with my health being, you know, all over the place the last few months, I was worried about what it might do. We drove through—and actually, the— Say, what you mean, you? Because you, you did the driving one. I did. Yeah, Mary did the whole, like, you know, like, she's like, I'll, I'll do half of it. I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm like, you're not going to do half. Because, <laughs> one, you know, you're going to be sleeping. Two, I'm not going to let you. I'm a terrible passenger. I've established that. I, I cannot do it. Like, I have to be—I need to be in control when I'm driving. Like, I just—it's it's a weird thing. I've become my dad in that regard. Absolutely. And you like that on radio, too. not not really. <laughs> I'll let you, I think i let you have your fair share of time on the mic. Um, I'm your Radio Mary. But so, pretty much. It, it actually worked out well. With I was the only person that was happy that the Louisville-Texas A&M Game 1 dragged on until like 1.30 in the morning. Because yeah, no. I had it on the radio. Everybody else in the car falls asleep. And I've got the calming, soothing voice of Sean Moth on the stream for like, it kills like two and a half hours of the drive, which yeah, is great.
2: It was I was happy for it because I got to go home and watch the end of it, too. I get, I think I got home in the middle. It was still the seventh or sixth inning by the time I got home.
0: The only thing that was rough, and Sean, if you're listening to this, don't take this personally. I'm sure I'm oh, about to get a text. No. So, like, Mary had fallen asleep in the back. She's, like, wedged in between the two kids in the backseat, which, by the way, we had to get because of the other, speaking of Rutherford family disasters, you know, our, our Highlander got, we got T-boned, T-boned yeah. in, uh, in Springfield a few weeks ago. We finally got a rental car on Friday the day we we're leaving. It's a 4Runner. I feel like I'm driving a damn tank everywhere, but whatever. So, it was fine, but, like, the backseat is way smaller than we're used to. So we've got the two car seats in there. Mary's, like, wedged in between the two kids in the car seats because John keeps crying, and she needs to give him bottles. Um, so she falls asleep back there. But, like, Sean does the thing where, you know, he's very calm. Like, I love listening to him, and he's just giving the anecdotes. But when something exciting happens, like, he goes from a decibel level of, like, two to, like, a 15, where he's, like, here comes the deal from Poland. He's uh, been throwing this breaking ball on this pitch a lot. And he got up strike three! And Mary would just, like, jolt up every single time, like, after she'd fallen asleep. And so I would have to, like... I'd have to do this thing where I'd listen to the volume like all the way up, and then when a pitch would come, I would just instinctively turn it down really quickly, just in case something exciting was going to happen, so it wouldn't wake her Why up. Why do you
2: put like an earbud or something in, or
0: headphones? Driving with headphones is not safe. You, I know you do that all the time, but it's not. Well, if not you only put it in
2: one ear, I mean,
0: it's fine. I, I can't do that either. I know. No. You, you, I know you. That's how you listen to me right now. You've got the one headphone on. <laughs> But I can't do it. But, anyways, I can't,
2: I can't listen to anything in my left ear. It's, I don't know. It's just a, That's a weird thing. But once you get weird. used to
0: it, I understand. Like, when you have those things happen, you get used to them and you can't do it any other way. But so that, like, listening to the game really helped. And, I like, right as Texas AM gets their walk-off hit, I'm pulling into the absolute crappiest gas station in North Carolina. like, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> I nailed it down. I'm like, yeah, I know. It, it, it knocked out, like, half the trip, which was nice, or you know, a solid chunk of the first half of the trip, which was good. The way back was where it's so, like the first hour we're there. When did you come back, by the way? We drove. We left Friday night. We, I mean, we were supposed to leave Friday at five to avoid driving through the night. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I was hoping <laughs> for six. It ended up being like seven twenty, and then we have to stop and get food. We had to get gas. It took forever. And so, about an hour into the drive in South Carolina, we get all these updates like horrible, horrible storms are coming, like tornado warnings, thunderstorm warnings, all this stuff. And you can see in the distance like heat lightning and like a dark cloud. It's like you know you're going to get something. And I've driven through very bad storms before. Yeah. This is not like the absolute worst. Like visibility is zero. We're lucky that we're behind a truck, because like the truck lights are so bright that you can at least see something kind of in front of you. Yeah. But like, I don't want to pull over to the side of the road it's not because often you
2: say lucky you're behind a truck when exactly. it's the to weather too. Exactly. But like you could, moment. I could at least
0: see something. Yeah. But like this lightning is everywhere. Like it's it's like surrounding you. Like the 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 trees are like blowing all over into the highway. It's t- Mary's in the back seat like saying saying hail Marys, which is not helping my nerves at all. <laughs> it's terrifying. And so. Like
2: oh, I'm picturing her back here doing the cross thing. She pretty
0: much was. She's like holding Virginia's hands like saying little silent prayers. I'm like, "Okay, you're not helping anything." But so, like the only way I can describe it was cuz I just I just I finished this. I finished Stranger Things, we'll be excited about that. Oh, you finished the whole season? Yes. You and Dugan
2: both finished this week. Knocked it out last night, the final part of Ooh, the last episode. We got episode. to talk about the break. It
0: felt like I was in the upside down though. Like this like crazy lightning is like enveloping you, like you can't see anything. There I've never been a part of harder rain. We finally had like we come to an exit, finally we pull off into like a stuckies where, like, 75 other cars have had the same exact idea. We're still in the Carolinas, all right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And so, like, everybody else is waiting out the storm. There's a slight break. More bad weather's coming. We make the executive decision. Mary's like, we should just get a hotel. I'm like, I'm not getting a hotel. We've driven one hour. I'm not driving nine and a half hours tomorrow (laughs) after... Two hours of sleep. South, this is
2: in South Carolina, right? Still in South Carolina, like you very early a on the trip.
0: Sandstorm, maybe? Mm.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you like
0: yeah. So there's finally a break. I drive through. We get through all the bad weather in like 30 minutes. The rest of the drive is fine, but it's the same thing. Like we end up like getting home at 6 a.m. when we were I was hoping to get home at like 2 a.m. <laughs> so that was bad. But the rest of the week, the weather was good down there. It sounds like the heat actually was more tolerable there than it was here. Yeah, was Which tr- is saying something. What,
2: it wasn't. It wasn't pretty all week. Pretty much. Now weekend was nice. We well, well you we were here for here most- right Time right, for it. Yeah, yeah, perfect.
0: Saturday and Sunday were beautiful. Yesterday was awesome for, for Father's Day going out. We went with all my parents. Which I was
2: going to ask you, how was your Father's Day? Did you have a good Father's Day? It was
0: good. Uh, Mary let me sleep in. We got um, some donuts, which was my
2: choice. We went over to my parents' house. Did you get them from the same place you got me the donuts, I think, for my birthday? Or what it was the... No, no,
0: no those were cookies.
2: No, but, all your cookies. When did you give me... The... Oh no, it was here that we had the good donuts. The the Jeff's big one. Yeah, yeah, that was what. It was. I love Jeff's. We did not I, we went to Duck Donuts, which is also
0: close by, which I also love. Like both very good, very different styles of donuts. Can't go wrong either way. I personally go to Thornton's. Thornton's are delicious. Love I mean Thornton's are my top choice, obviously. I'm talking about like other like this is the non Thornton's category. It was Mary's decision. Here. Exactly. Yeah, she man, I didn't have I didn't, <laughs> had no say in the matter. Yeah. Uh, but it was very, very nice. And so we went to my parents and watched the remainder of the US Open, had some barbecue, hung out with uh Sounds with dad. Good. He got to show. I put the pictures of his little mini world on Twitter that people seem to really enjoy.
2: Actually, I did say, I want to talk to you about that too later we on. Can talk that about thing it. was awesome looking.
0: Glenville's crazy. It's nuts. When people see it for the first time, they're they're definitely blown away and understandably so. Barbecue. Um, ba- that was. I mean, it was a good little yeah. Nice little Sunday. Nice I, little week. But the I week was great. Virginia loved the pool. She wasn't that much about the beach. John was kind of the same way. He loved the pool. He was all about it. Well, he's
2: – Still, I mean, the kid's are only not even a year old. I, mean. I know, but I
0: didn't think he was going to like when Virginia, like when we took her to the ocean for the first time, she was about the same age, and she was like all about like just like putting her feet in the water and like yeah. saying like the I water. We the pool. Ocean, like though. It. for
2: him it's probably no different. It's just water in well, general. He loves the pool. Like he just loves being in it. Like, yeah, he loves. He likes all water. About it. That's
0: my boy. We love. We love to swim. He's he was he was very into it. it um, I didn't realize if you're just joining the show, like, if you missed the last couple of months, like, I had this weird thing going, like, post-COVID, long-COVID, whatever the hell it is. They're trying to figure out. I've got another doctor's appointment next week. But I can't drink. Like, it's—alcohol is, like, the biggest trigger in heat. The heat, thankfully, I was fine with. Like, I was able to go to the pool and, like, hang out outside and, like, didn't feel awful for the next few hours. I didn't try alcohol. And I didn't realize how— because you and I are kind of on the same page like we don't we're not big drinkers anymore at one point in my life no, absolutely no. was yeah that but, was my 20s yeah but like <laughs> it, like now like i'm like eh, you know occasionally in the right situation i'm going to have a few but like i could i didn't think it would be that hard but on vacation i don't think you realize i don't think i have realized how many times you're in a position where it's like oh yeah it's like a drink here drink there Margarita with dinner. If you go to a Mexican place, drinks by the pool, watching the Avalanche game, want to have a beer. It was also the first time I went down there where I couldn't play golf. Like Mary's dad and I always play at least around. We used to play a couple before kids. Is that because you couldn't drink? Because I you know, I can't do strenuous stuff outside. Oh, I thought, it was like you, said, I thought you were
2: saying you couldn't golf and play. And, and no, that. but I mean, I would have. I, I like. I can the like, course. if I can't smoke, I won't play video games. Like, there's no point in playing <laughs> Madden if I'm if I'm sober. I mean, <laughs> so
0: that kind of sucked, but like it was for the most part, it's it was. The good news was I was did all that stuff, was able to be m- a mostly present dad, mostly present husband for the entire week, and That's didn't good. like feel terrible. And I'm here in one piece, so that feels good. So
2: we're glad to have you back. We missed
0: you. Yeah, I appreciate that.
2: It's been, it's been it's been a fun week. Like you said, Rashawn and I talked. Uh, I think we talked more sports on Wednesday, but zero on Monday. Uh, Dalton and I did some summer topics on Tuesday. Where he brought up uh, some of his favorite sports movies. Nice, mine. classic a, sports radio topic. For always, June. always a good one to bring up. Uh, he was only was this one day, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he said his favorite sports movie was Draft Day. Oh, don't. I promise you, that was not oh, why he didn't. God. He wasn't asked back. Oh, uh, it might have been the reason why I left for five minutes in the middle of the show, but it wasn't the reason why he wasn't <laughs> asked back. Uh, and then uh, yeah, and then yeah, my week's been pretty much doing best games and hanging out. Wondering waiting for you to come back at the door like a like a lost puppy. You get an extra two days of like a, a weekend. You got like a five a four yeah, day weekend? Yeah, I mean I got to sleep in a little bit, but I still did the basketball games both Thursday uh. and Friday night. So and then uh I did get I did some exciting news. I did get the uh, I got to the, the classic NES system put up at the studio. To play. I knew you were getting it. I did that and I got the cable back on over there, which was a definite perk. Uh I did it Thursday, I was like, I want to get it on, so I watched the basketball game. So I called Insight or Spectrum, whichever one it is, Charter. I don't even know who they are anymore. Yeah, and I call them. I'm like, they're like, we have a long wait. We will call. If you like, we can call you back when it's your turn. I'm like, all right. It'll be in 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, this is like I'm waiting for like cable minutes. Guy. I'm supposed it wasn't 45 minutes to five hours. That's how so, everything is these days. So I started joking with Nick Kern that, you know, we're, let's see what's, what happens first. I actually get the cable on before this game ends. And I don't mean the basketball. I mean, the one I'm working. Which is the only purpose I'm in for sitting there. And thankfully, long story short, the cable came on with about two segments left in the entire Bats game. Perfect. Post game. Perfect timing. <laughs> and just in time to watch with like eight seconds left and the Warriors winning there get the championship. Oh God. <laughs> so I got to watch at least the post uh, of it. And... Now, I should mention. But the best news is the cable's on. So Beautiful. My Father's Day, you know, I have three three young Lovely ladies at kids. home. Yeah, yeah. A little furry, a little hairy, but they're, I still love them. Uh, I spent Father's Day listening to the Bats and watching Footloose. I thought you always exclude the other dog. You always I said th- 3. I thought the I thought you had 4 now. Well no, that was I was dog sitting for oh, that pug. Okay. I'm so glad that damn dog's gone. That's right. That dog was every morning would pee next to my bed and every night would pull down my my garbage can and and pull tissues everywhere. Now, I've got to give you props because They're Happy tissues. Yeah. Are those happy <laughs> tissues or <are> they <laughs> <seven> <laughs> tissues? I
0: have to give you props because you and I both predicted Warriors in 6. We did. You got the exact sequence of games right though. You nailed it perfectly,
2: and which is awesome because I bet on everyone individually as well. Well done, yeah.
0: But I was texting you on Wednesday because I I texted you and I said, you know, just so you know, if you get the if the Warriors win tonight and lock this thing up, you're like you've nailed it. You you've gotten it correct like perfectly, which is perfect because you don't have a show tomorrow to go (laughs) on to to brag about to bring this up. I
2: I don't go on Twitter. I mean, I guess I could have, but. Like, this, I feel like people bragging on Twitter about when they get something correct in sports. It's, anno- it's, it's I, it annoying. It is annoying. Nobody likes doing it. It's like, oh, look what I told but you. On a radio
0: show, it's nice to give a nice little, like, I told you so every now and then. Because like,
2: I had proof I predicted it too that way. On you did. The
0: yeah. One of the things that I, I hated most so the very last uh, Ramsey and Rutherford show on 790 before we got laid off was the <laughs> night, was the day of the LSU Clemson national title game. And like John was adamant that Clemson was just going to kick the absolute crap out of LSU, and I was very adamant that LSU's offense was just too good, and they were going to win handily. And LSU wins fairly handily, and I'm like, all right, here we go, all right, like I, I win. I guess talk about this tomorrow,
2: and then not so much. <laughs> Didn't exactly get to happen. I like how that's still like when you talk about. I that still think story. about it, but I love how that's the reason you're upset the show got canceled. Well, it's not. Like, <laughs> there were other <laughs> reasons. It's like your go-to thing. You're like, oh. I got, I kinda I got fired, and the show got canceled. Well, I couldn't brag about being right about. When it. you're wrong
0: <laughs> as often as I am, you look for like the, the one little like you know light to grab is just dangled in front of you, and then you can't even.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I second see talking to Mary about. Damn it, honey! I, I could, knew I could it. have bragged. But what are we going to do about the, the bills, Mary, sweetheart? We'll worry about these things later.
0: It's like all <laughs> I talk about during the Super Bowl. I'm like that guy right there. I knew he was going to beat Clemson. <laughs> I had it. Thank you, the texture who texted in the uh, the Atlantic story about the long COVID. I, it was very comforting to read that on vacation, where it's like talking about it being a mass deterioration event, where they, you may not be disabled forever, but everybody who gets this is just going to be slightly worse off for the rest of their lives. So that's I'm, I'm glad I'm dealing with like irreparable brain damage. Apparently, this is lovely. it's lovely. It was a very comforting thing to read on vacation as I'm trying to like ease my mind. I did see that though. Thank you. Um, I think you're being sarcastic. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, it's
0: it's an informative thing. It's this is going to be a thing, but uh, I'm happy to be on the. Front I thought line. so.
2: Are we are we are we sure it's not pots now again? Or
0: they're not. They think it's some form of long COVID. I'm not fitting the exact mold for for pots, but people who are, anyway. It's, it's not worth getting into. I'm seeing a specialist uh, next week. Which so COVID officially comes in sizes now, huh? It is all sorts so of different short, forms. Short, medium, and long. It's a weird, weird thing. Uh, but the long COVID, I'll tell you right now, it sucks. I wonder if it's worse than wide? COVID. Don't get it. Don't get it. Taylor are we're going to talk about Ramsey writing the email. That
2: happened while you were away. It, John didn't write it. like He sent it. I love the, the proof that the said host posts on Twitter. He might want to Photoshop it, cut it down a little bit, because it's clear at the top. It says it's a forwarded email from John Ramsey. Is that what happened? Yes, yeah, someone po- uh, Sweeney posted the email. Oh, sorry, oh, I don't care. Well, I mean, yeah. I can
0: tell you. I mean, I can, I can. Yeah, he posted. Show... And he's
2: like, there's proof that Ramsey sent it." And you look at it and says, "It says in subject matter, FW double colon, so and so athlete." He he's forwarding an
0: email. He definitely sent it. I mean, I can I can tell you who wrote it, but I'm not going to. Yeah, but it wasn't John. Well, um, he
2: sent it. And m- hundreds of people forwarded it.
0: The same person who wrote the letter in 2018 is the same person who wrote this letter. That's. That's all I can say. It tell. wasn't me. It wasn't it wasn't Trevor. But uh yeah, John. I, I mean I've got the emails with the original and then I've got the email that uh that John uh forwarded to people. Yeah. That's me. That's, hey that's how I got it. There's no <laughs> use in there's no use in beating around the bush. Uh that's yeah, that's what I but I, I mean at the end of the day, who cares? Like I I, I didn't realize that was that big of a thing. I mean, while was a, Have we
2: moved on from it? Some people have. I mean, I just I mean, I know that we may, there's still the mystery of the thirty seven unnamed businesses that which seem to be doing may or fine. U of L seems to be doing fine. Was I mean, it? and Jim Patterson now donating money and yeah, sitting Patterson, with Josh yes, Hurd, and,
0: like I'm as saying. if nothing happened. Like <laughs> I, I think we're all going to be okay at the end of the day, it which was, is nice.
2: It was since it's been it and Muhammad Ali united the bats. Lonnie Ali was at the baseball games yeah, as well. So she they, seems they were, to be they were fine. there. I, mean. I think
0: I, I think we're all going to be okay. We're going to move on as one big U of L family. <laughs> we're gonna be good. I'm just gonna hug it out. How was your week last week? Overall, outside of just the radio show, was uh, was AEW good? Was uh, the the Kelsey Manner thriving how was your week
2: it was, uh, it was a it was a pretty productive week in the kelsey manor the kelsey castle uh, moved on AEW was a fun uh your boy orange Cassidy returned i yeah while well, I was gone i know i know he made a he made a dramatic return and he will be wrestling of all people which i'm looking forward to on the at the forbidden door pay-per-view will be wrestling no oh. uh, will ospreay who is oh. considered by some and arguably and pretty much easily to argue the maybe one of the top wrestlers in the world right now So to have him do Orange Cassidy is an interesting matchup, but should be a fun match. Uh, Jeff Hardy got another DUI, and he's pretty much out of wrestling now. Oh, really? Yeah, that that was a a big deal. We've lost two referees from the nineties, and Tim White and uh, Earl I mean Dave Hepner both passed away this week, unfortunately. That sucks. Yeah, sorry for the downside. But on the positive news, it was a good movie week. Uh, I, I mentioned Footloose yesterday. I watched The Lincoln Lawyer for the first time this week. Okay. With Matthew McConaughey. That's familiar. Yeah, it's all right. It's nice. It's, it's okay. Not something I'd make time to watch, but... Yeah, it was, yeah, was kind of... Yeah, it was okay. Um, well, I've been hearing good things about the show on Netflix, but I thought I'd watch the movie first. And just to give it a shot. Uh watched Blazing Saddles again, which is always a good one. watched The Babe, Rudy. Uh... Yeah, pretty much a, a good week in general. Down, so Yeah, per- pretty good week for Down me. Down Periscope. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, always awesome. Love it. Great underrated 90s movie. So, yeah, Highlander. Watch that. Which led me to start talking about on Monday, which led to a lot of the conversation veering away from sports. Is like, because high- someone told me they thought Highlander was like, didn't hold up. And I haven't seen it in forever. Well, I love well it. you know, I mean, the thing about Highlander is you know, there can only be one. But, and, and yet there's like six of them. <laughs> but, but so I'll I'm, I'm go back and watch it. And I don't know, it is two in the morning, so you can get great, take it with a grain of salt, in my opinion. But I was like, this movie for sure as hell holds up. I mean, the special effects, notwithstanding. That's every movie from that era. But other than that, I mean, the plot, everything is so awesome about this movie. From, from the characters, to the, just everything about it. And it just made me start wondering, like, I know I hate reboots. But if there's, like, some movies that I could see redoing because they were somewhat considered cheesy, I could see Highlander getting redone. Okay. Yeah. My main favorite would be Time Cop of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Of course. Because that's I think it's a cool plot, and the movie's just awful.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it takes that Trevor's the only person that refers to having to wake up for a night baseball game as sleeping in a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had to be there at 5.30 um i woke up i woke up up early that on thursday and friday i got up at almost like two i like just glancing at the text
0: line through the first half hour i haven't opened all of these but just looking at them i'm realizing how little has changed since the the week that i was off because you've got people who have seen top gun who are bashing you for your opinion about it you've got three questions already people making the joke about do we have any guards yet which we're going to get into today (laughs) because Spoiler alert, the answer's no. We're gonna, maybe, I guess it's
2: kind of the answer. Um, we'll talk about that. Did you notice the new mic things on here? These are new, right? They are. I think these are new. I got a new one right here. Aren't these, these look new. Mine look, mine look the same. Uh, maybe I just got a new one. I did my first show for the robot there. penises. That's kind of how it is. Yeah, that's kind of how My old producer Elliot, this wow. awesome, robot, what a lucky lady. <laughs> he would
0: tell me like he'd tell me like the like the, like the definitions of what all this stuff actually means because I would forget them all. But, like mine would always break, and I still don't remember any of them. I'd be, he'd be like, "That's the well, mic. Like, I
2: think I should know too. I don't it's, know. It's a robot penis. He's <laughs> technical. That's what terms. it is. That's
0: what it is. RP. There you
2: go. <laughs> Do we have any guards yet?
0: Well. All right, put a pin in that. Ah. We'll take a break when we come back. Uh, we can get into the football recruiting discussion. There's really not that much to talk about outside of like what we saw and the reaction amongst other fan bases, which I thought was kind of hilarious. Uh, we can talk about some of the quotes from players who were here th- in town this weekend. But we do need to get into the basketball discussion a little bit. There are guard rumors. What the hell is going on Ooh, with Amani Bates? Rumors. Spoiler alert again on this. Nobody knows. Like, nobody knows pretty much knows what the hell's going on with Monty Bates. That's kind of your Monty Bates update, but there is one new program. Ugh, you're not supposed to spoil it. That's you We know, can come back for that. There's one program that is rumored to now be involved with him. There are a couple of names out there that have been you know, strongly rumored to be interested in Louisville. We'll get into that. One of them is on campus today. We'll talk about that. Uh, all that and more of your text at 502-414-1450 coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, back here on a Monday post-vacation on 1450 The Big X. You don't All right, are these all songs with years in the title? Close. Well, we had Summer of 69. Mm-hmm. This is
2: the, this reference is 1979. Next song will be about 1989. 1989. <laughs> is it going to be Taylor Swift? 99. There's a 89. Yeah, Taylor Swift did the 89. Yeah. Then there's a 1999. Oh, God, I could have done that. I didn't think about You could that. have been 99. I don't know about 2009. And then tw- 2029 hasn't happened. I don't think anybody's written a song about it. Could so. I have gone one year back? Is there a 59? Oh, probably not. Not that I know of, at least. There's an old 55 by Tom Waits. It's about a car. You could have made it work. Yeah. So the 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 theme is not
0: years. No, but it's close. All right. Well, we'll keep going. Uh, Welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show. Monday edition. Back from vacation. Happy to be here. Happy to be talking Cardinal Sports. Sad that we're not talking about College World Series. That was kind of my hope was that we'd get back here. We'd have a full week to dive into the baseball team.
2: Have you watched any of it since Louis has been eliminated? Very little.
0: I watched Notre Dame eliminate Tennessee because I just, like everybody else, that's, hated that yeah. Tennessee team and enjoyed the Freud of watching Tennessee fans melt down on
2: Twitter. It's kind of insane. New, Notre Dame, it's only the second time they've been there since 2002, which was last when they did that, they eliminated number one Florida State. Oh, that's wild. And then upset. So the last two times they've been in the College World Series, they were Cinderella's by knocking off the top seed. I saw they got beat yesterday by, I think, uh, Oklahoma. Who Oklahoma's been on a roll, haven't they? Yeah, they
0: beat Texas A and M in the first game, yeah. and then beat Notre Dame yesterday. So they're into the the winners' final of that little, like
2: four team quartet. So part of the Oklahoma's going to win the softball and baseball championship. It's possible. Day? It's possible. Um, it's never been done before. Hmm,
0: that's a good question.
2: I, something I wouldn't, I couldn't even venture to guess if it has been or not. Yeah. Maybe Florida? No, Florida's never won a college world series. I don't think. Yeah.
0: Who knows? Uh, yeah. Anyways, cards were out. Uh, it was disappointing. Had chances in both games, but. Yeah, made some—it just was one of those deals where they made a couple of moves. Those were the wrong moves. A&M made a couple of moves. Those wound up being the right moves. Boom. There you go. I,
2: I'll be honest with you. I was at least happy that they didn't, like, lay down on, on Saturday in game two because they could easily—I could have seen the loser of that game one easily kind of coming in mentally—completely mentally flat in the game two because it was a game where, like— you know, Matt, the description you give could work for Louisville to A and A&M, The the cliche we had every opportunity we let it slip between our fingers. It was we had we, we we should have we should have won that game. You could have said that about either team and would have been one hundred percent true. Oh, for sure. And, and and that
0: made it a little bit easier for me to stomach was yeah we sucked with two outs and runners in scoring position. But if AM loses, they look back at that and say oh my god we were, we were like oh of seven with the bases loaded and Louisville, I mean. Louisville walks eight guys in five regional games and walks ten guys in that first super regional game alone. It's not like like we had chances to win, yeah, but A&M is the team that's going to be kicking themselves way more if they don't win that first game because they had way more opportunities that they didn't capitalize and on. And
2: the fact that we that m obviously, we let those opportunities, we didn't take advantage of them is why we could be kicking ourselves. Yeah, for sure. It was just uh, that but kind we, of weekend. But we came out of Saturday happens. and played well. Unfortunately, post fell short, but. I was I was glad to see the effort. I mean, I and I, I felt so confident when you jump up 2 nothing in the first inning. That, yeah. You know, but.
0: It was, I mean, it was a. I, I know Louisville fans get frustrated by getting, I don't want to say sucked in, but like the casual baseball fans who only pay attention once we get to May and get excited about the run to the College World Series potentially. You know, they're upset that we haven't won a national title yet because we're always in the national rankings. This, if you're looking at this from a just. Program standpoint, it was a big time bounce back season for the program because mm-hmm. they have you know they have the dream set up. I mean the 2020 team and I'm not just saying this because you know everybody can deal in hypotheticals when you have a season taken away by by a pandemic, but that was set up to be Louisville's strongest team of all time, preseason number one in most of the polls, best pitching staff they've ever had. I mean Reed Detmers was unre- almost unhittable I mean, for the first five weeks. Two that guys season.
2: drafted in the top 20, I think or top was, 25. Yeah. I mean that
0: was that was set up to be the year. And that gets taken away. Last season, you bring some guys back from that team, but it's weird. You still have guys who are, are using the extra year of eligibility, some guys who aren't. And you miss the NCAA tournament for just the second time under McDonald. This season...
2: Yeah, you still have a number one pick.
0: You still have a number one pick. <laughs> this season, they're not in any preseason top 25s. They're picked to finish fourth in the division that they have owned since making the move to the ACC. And to win the Atlantic, to be a national seed to win a regional on your home field, to get back to the Supers and, you know, equip yourself well in a 12-5 series. It's a it's not what Louisville baseball fans have come to expect, but it's still a solid bounce-back season for the program. And I feel like we're back on the track that we're used to. They're going to be in every national poll going into next year. They've got a top-five recruiting class coming in. I think they're yeah. going to get some of these super seniors back from this year's team, the guys who can use that extra year of eligibility. I think most of them, Dalton Rushing may be the, the exception. I don't know what the other guys are going to do. You should get a lot of key pieces back from this team that was one of the the 12 best in the country this season. There are reasons now to believe, and I think everybody knew we were going to bounce back, but to see it actually happen was big,
2: and and now I think we can all be very, very optimistic for the future under Dan McDonald. I mean, you look at what what you said for next year. I mean, you could just listen to Dan McDonald, who just tried so hard as not to ignore the accomplishments of this team while also trying not to – I mean, it was impossible not to just burst about how good next year's team could be. For sure. I mean, you saw that even in his, in, in his press conferences where he talked about, you know, like this year, we, we somewhat overachieved, probably. You know, we weren't, maybe maybe we were cruelly rated, but we obviously played better than anyone expected us to. But next year, whoa, oh, I mean, he didn't, I mean, I'm not speaking verbatim, but I mean, like next year, it's whoa, whoa. This is gonna be the team, baby. Yeah, that's what it feels like.
0: So and that's, that's good. To, that's good to think about. Very good to be excited. I think we're excited about the other major programs, the direction they're headed, uh, and and now baseball certainly following suit. There. Let's I talk. We're gonna win
2: volleyball championship next year. We we're be gonna good. win a baseball championship. We're gonna go to the final four in basketball. Number one recruiting class in history. We're gonna win the. A- we're gonna win the ACC in football. <coughs> I mean, we're gonna win. We're gonna win a movement's title. Jeff Walsh has it rolling. Do For we f- have? Do we have a softball team? Yes. We're gonna to lose to Oklahoma in the championship. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, I don't. We're gonna win cheerleading again because we always we'll win it anyway. Uh, we're gonna win. Uh, we're gonna win soccer. Men's soccer is gonna to go to the final four. Okay. Um, I think trying it's called the, the college cup. The college cup. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then that's the Red Solo Cup, isn't it? Yeah. And then what's what other sports are we, where are we going to compete in? All of them. We're good. We're good. All right. That's it. Knocked it out. Uh, speaking of major sports,
0: we'll save the basketball talk for the the second hour. I want to talk about the football stuff over the weekend because this is the weekend that everybody's had circled for a long time. The weekend where they had this weekend a year ago, the guys that they really want, some of the guys that they already have, they want to you know spread the gospel of Satterfield across the country. They wanted them all on campus the same weekend, and this was the one. This this was if you're anybody who's anybody in the class of 2023, the class of 2024. You either were in town this weekend or you knew about what was happening in Louisville this weekend. Pierce Clarkson takes out more billboards over the city. That was cool. I enjoyed seeing that. And it's very interesting to me the reaction from the other fan bases uh, to what we saw. Because it was a little bit more upscale, more more polished than what we saw last year. But last year, if you remember, it was the first time where th- this was the weekend where they ended up getting Pierce Clarkson like officially. Like, he was on board. He was He was hooked. They bring out Lamborghinis to, to Cardinal Stadium last year. The guys take pictures with them. It's a. I said this after the show uh, when we, we had Keith Went on in August talking about that weekend. It's a brilliant move because you do it for social media. You don't do it for, which I've seen the reaction, like, oh, they think these kids are going to be driving in Lambos and flying planes. Like, no, there's no kid who's like, I, I get to fly a plane if I come to Louisville. <laughs> That's not the mentality at all. Why doesn't you do, seem very safe. <laughs> the reason you do it is because you got the, all these kids decked out in Louisville gear get these kids decked out in the Louisville uniforms. They want to post pictures of themselves on Instagram, on Twitter, on, well, they don't use Facebook anymore, on TikTok, of themselves in these fancy cars, in these you know, in these planes. And when they're doing it now, they're doing it in Louisville gear. And all the other top recruits across the country are seeing it. It's a, it's a very smart move when all these kids, even the ones who didn't pick Louisville, wanted to post a picture of themselves in the Lamborghini last year on, on a football field, which is a a cool thing for a 16-year-old to be able to show to his friends.
2: It's cool for 40 year old
0: to do. Everybody that they're showing that to on their social media channels is seeing that they're wearing Louisville gear while they're doing it. It's marketing 101. Fantastic yeah. job. Like So this year, we get the footage and props to the State of Louisville guys for following all the, all the guys on social media and putting the clips on Twitter where everybody could see them. But they have this dinner set up at Bowman Field. They're in a, in a hangar. They've got ridiculously expensive cars, cars that you and I would not even be allowed to to you know breathe on. Uh, They've
2: got these. They don't have a Rav Four and a hybrid. <laughs> no, they, no, they don't have the Forerunner. Debris. The, the, the dented in Highlander. They
0: don't. They don't have that one. That wasn't part of the uh, the, the pitch to the recruits. That's the walk on at the end. Of that
2: was sitting next to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You're the the long snapper transfer. Yeah, I'm trying. shy. You get the Highlander. So they've got that going on. they got the dinner set up. There are airplanes all over the place. They've they got all these jets set up. The, kid, the kids get to go inside the cars. They get to go inside the planes. They're taking pictures. All of that good stuff. And when the, the tweets start circulating, when the videos start circulating, the players being like, oh, this is pretty cool. I mean, the the trolls come out. And it's most notably, Kentucky, you expect. You know what they're going to do. You know how they're going to react. But the fan base that came out the hardest against this.
2: And they don't, If Kentucky didn't react, fans react, you would expect. Exactly. More shocking. For right? sure.
0: I mean, if they were doing something, I'm sure a large segment of global fans would react to oh, it. Of course they would. But the, the fan base that was the most up in arms about this, oh. which is the fan base that is the most up in arms about anything unconventional Indiana. Clemson Tigers.
2: Damn. <laughs> that was my next guess.
0: Look, I like my recruiting done the way it was in 1960. The old fashioned coach sitting on a 16 year old boy's lap and taking a picture. That's what I want. Is get the planes t- out of the equation, get the cars out. Just some good old fashioned laps in. That's tell, what I want. Please
2: tell me that was an exact tweet you're reading.
0: It should have been. It basically <laughs> was. If we ever had to reduce ourselves to this level, I'm not sure I could be a Clemson fan anymore. Reduce yourself to I this I want level. my head coach
2: sitting five inches away
0: from a young man's crotch <laughs> like it was in the old days.
2: The curiosity of where his left hand is. You
0: know, we got players putting our fingers in people's butts. We got coaches sitting on laps. That's just good old-fashioned fun. That's just good old-fashioned football. That's the way it's supposed to be. These jets, these Lambos, uh uh-uh, uh, ain't for me. And Everybody bringing NIL into. We it. show our
2: recruits American cars. Like, you know how. <laughs> well done. Thank you.
0: You know how, like, NIL has become this catch all term. Like, we, we have this thing in society where, like, a term, like, like woke is a perfect example. Like, woke was being used three years ago. It now means nothing because everybody just used it to describe something that they don't. Oh, are you woke? Like, like, it's it's not even what that means. Or like critical race theory, that discussion. Nobody exactly knows what critical race theory is. (laughs) People just know that they don't want it taught in schools. Like it's become I've the same. Find
2: out what it is for years. I couldn't tell you. Like, like nobody is, can. Like, nope. Nobody knows. And it's also not being
0: taught like ha- anywhere, but people still want it banned. So I whatever. Like,
2: and I love how people think woke is a new thing. Woke has been going on since like the '30s. Right. I mean, it's a, it, it, like, this, it, it has a different name, but it's the same perspective. But now it just means nothing. Like, yeah. like if you say like you know I,
0: I think the homeless should have some food. Like oh, that's very woke of you. Like well, that's not really that's not really what the the word was intended to mean. We're getting to that point that with it means? We're getting to that point with nil. Because NIL has become something that means nothing. People just toss it out whenever there's something that goes on with recruiting that they don't like. The amount of people that were like, this is the problem with NIL. They got car. I'm like, nobody is like, – this is not an NIL deal. They're not getting Lamborghinis. They're not getting – again, they're not – we're not going to let these kids fly fighter jets around <laughs> Louisville when they come here just because they sign with us. It's just a cool photo op. That's all this is.
2: Now, if he's a five-star, can we give him the car? Sure. Okay.
0: But, I mean, that – like. <laughs> We'd have to get a dealership involved in that. Like, they would have to be an NIL deal. Yeah. These are not—this has nothing to do with NIL.
2: Do you, I mean, like, years ago, before NIL was around, when we did the pictures of, like, the players on the horses at the stable, do we think we gave them the horses? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was against the rules. I do also love, like, it's— It's, 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 it's a cruise walking around, boys a horse. <laughs> it, it is hilarious
0: to me that—because the IRP hearings happened over the weekend, which there, there's nothing really to talk about there, but we'll get into that in next hour— and one of the things that we're being, that we have, there's a level two violation are those stupid 30 for 30 videos that we made ESPN style and recruiting pitches. And one of them, the Courier-Journal uh, obtained through a lawsuit. We talked about that like, a couple yeah, weeks ago. No. <laughs> and you can watch it. And it, it's like, it, it's it's a fine video, but it's a very basic, like not flashy recruiting video that you can see anybody doing. And the videos that we are putting out for visits over the weekend, 10 times more flashy. You got Jack Harlow soundtracks. You got like... Well done images of all these kids. You got their names everywhere. Like this is all per the rules now. This is all by the book. This all is like within the NCAA bylaws. And yet the ba- the poor basketball program over here has been dealing with stuff for five years, waiting to hear what the hell is going to happen. They're getting hit over the head with like a uh, like no offense to the person who made those videos, recruiting videos. They're a little bit outdated now, but like videos that are like a D minus compared to the stuff that we're putting out for visitors, a football program over the weekend, kids that may not even come here it just it blows my mind that this is okay but we're still we haven't gotten punishments for the stuff from 4 years ago that is far less flashy far less to the point far less like whatever you want to word you want to use when it comes to recruiting than what we're actually doing right now which is acceptable according to the same rules it just it, it's it blows my mind but the reaction to this has been interesting to me because we did the Virtually the exact same thing a year ago with the Lamborghinis on the field. Okay. A little bit less flashy, a little bit less in your face. No one gave a bleep. But now we're, we're getting th- some kids. We're a threat. We're getting some kids. All of a sudden, you got a top 15 recruiting class. You're getting these four stars. You're in on some five stars. Number one running back in the country is kind of, hey, Ruben Owens. I don't know. He decided it mm-hmm.
2: You decided yet now?
0: You were texting him, it sounds like. I don't know. We're, we're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And Clemson doesn't like that. UK did not like that. And I like.
2: I like that they don't like.
0: I'd be more. What
2: brings you more pleasure, Clemson or UK's anger? Clemson. Okay, I kind of thought you were going to say UK.
0: We get mad at each other for everything. Like that's the way
2: rivalries work. Clemson. I don't know why UK would care though. Until it comes down to a Kentucky kid, they recruit nowhere. We're 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 on the left coast. We're we're beaches and surf. Look, we're in the Pacific. And that burger and. And, you know, and hanging 10. Trevor but, lives his life in the
0: Pacific time zone. We've been there for
2: years. Yeah, I've been, I've been told this many times. why time. he wakes up at 2. Yeah, he used to tell me I was living in mean, the West Coast time zone, living in the East Coast. Uh, East Coast. But, I mean, Kentucky's Ohio. They're, you know, Steel Mills and Yin Yang and... Ye, uh, you know, all that, that good stuff, mid, Midwestern life. That's their recruiting. Until we get to the Kentucky, there's no reason to worry about each other. And let's be real. Like, when, it comes to, bill, when it I comes
0: mean. to recruiting at this type of level, which Kentucky's been doing for the last few years and, and Louisville now is starting to do, we're not used to it. And we, I don't, I don't think that we, like, we know that we have to do stuff like this to get in with the Ohio States and the Clemsons of the world. I mean, you talked to UK people like four or five years ago. Like, even the media members who are close, like, and you're like, how is Mark Stoops doing this? I mean, they'll start to be like, oh, yeah, he's cheating. Like, like, of, I mean, of course. Like, like, what do you want me to say? Like, we're not cheating now because it's by the book, but it is an unconventional program. There's, to use John Calipari's phrase, we're doing things unconventionally. And I think Kentucky understands that they had to do things unconventionally back in the day to get to where they are now. Louisville's now trying to do the same thing. UK doesn't like it. We would do the exact same thing if the shoe was on that foot. But the Clemson stuff, the holier than thou. You hate
2: Clemson so much.
0: I hate programs that are fake, nice. Like, if you're going to be an A-hole program, because every college football program, every major college football program is dirty to some extent. There's no question about it. And most, I think, college football fans and most college football programs will accept this to a degree. Clemson fans are still stuck in this, like, world of disillusion where every kid on their roster that's ever suited up in the orange and white goes to church five days a week and listens to the gospel of Dabo doesn't touch a drop of alcohol until they're good enough to, you know, until they're fishing when they're 21. Like, it's just like, it's this imaginary world that does not exist. Yeah, like Trevor
2: Lawrence is supposed to be like that, right? What,
0: just because he has the hair, like, Sean Watson
2: sure still isn't. But I mean, <laughs> well, just, uh, he, he's innocent. He's, he's he, going somewhere five days a week, but it ain't a church.
0: <laughs> I mean, think about the games that well they've played against us. Just in, in, since we've been in the ACC, we had you know, a dude choke Lamar Jackson. We have them putting fingers and butts against Ohio State. They, they had a kid straight up punch one of our guys on a kick return. Yeah, remember that? The,
2: they did the finger and the butt against us too, didn't
0: they? I'm sure they did. When did Bull do that? They can't keep their fingers out of butts. Yeah, it's it, it's like breathing to them. <laughs> They had a kid straight-up jack like, remember, like, a straight-up punch one of our guys on a kickoff return. And then Dab was like, he's riding home with the manager. I'm like, I can't, first of all, I guarantee he did not. <laughs> Second of all, as if that's some sort of, like, terrible punishment. He's got to drive. I've made the drive to Clemson multiple times. It's not terrible. It's not the worst thing in the world. It should not be a—it's not a accurate punishment for somebody who just clocks somebody in the middle of the field. Like they do this crap every year. They are the biggest
2: fake-nice program in the country.
0: And if you're going to be an a-hole, just step up and be an a-hole.
2: They ripped off the name of their, their stadium after LSU. Yeah, exactly. Be original. Do something. Like, I wonder which one of those they Clemson, come first, get out, though. Get
0: but, out of my yeah. face, Clemson. But their fans being all indignant about this, being all up in arms, being all holier-than-thou about it, yeah, I enjoy it. There's no, there's no part of me that doesn't like it. Because all of a sudden, we're recruiting pretty well. And Clemson's kind of seen that we can be, those first three years— we had chances to win all three of those games. Yes, You can make the case that we should have won all three of those games. Yes. Certainly two of them. And, I mean, hell, we should have won last year's game. And I get that we're yeah. 0-7 against them. That's You can't bounce back from that. But Clemson has seen what Louisville's capable of when they have the type of talent to compete with them on the field. And if you're Clemson right now, yeah, maybe you should be a little bit scared. Devil's a little nervous. Now, would it be more nervous if we didn't have a losing record over the last three years with our current head coach? Probably. <laughs> or be winless but against them. <laughs> if we have a good year this year... And now we have the recruiting coming in, maybe get a little bit scared. I'm just I'm just, I'm sick of Clemson fans. They're fake nice. I, I got sucked up into it the first year I went down there. I heard Welcome nothing. to Clemson, they were so nice and all stuff. And then I went back two years later when we were favored to beat them and we were number three and they were
2: number five and surprisingly weren't
0: nearly as nice.
2: They're two faced is what you're saying. They're absolutely two faced. I've heard I heard I used to hear that, that Clemson was like the most polite fan base. Well, when you, when they when they're a tier above you. I'm sure they were very nice for the 73 to six beat down a few years ago. The best two team win. Two best team two and win.
0: six team Dabo's ever seen.
2: I know we mocked that, but it's actually not a bad. I mean, that team definitely was better than two win team. I mean, yeah, we know that.
0: Still, it's yeah. terrible. I mean, it's Dabo. He yeah. does this every week. He, whoever they're playing, he's going to say stuff like that. And they went out there and beat us by 70 points. <laughs> Suck at <it>, Dabo. <laughs> but the, the the fallout from that, I guess we should mention there was a the, the writing was kind of on the wall with this. When he was not part of the the visitors over the weekend, Martel Hight, who's previously been a, a four-star cornerback slash wide receiver commit, he announced I think it was this morning that he's decommitted from Louisville, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of buzz about this last week. It was kind of like the the Tyler Harrell thing going to Alabama. Everybody saw this coming. He's I mean, spoiler. He's, he's going to go to Vanderbilt. Like that's everybody's saying he's going to Vanderbilt. Oh,
2: huh, we just lost the kid to Vandy.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this is a kid. He's got offers from Florida. He's a four-star kid. He's the top 500 player in the class, um, but. Hey, with NIL, you get the right type of deal in the right type of place. He took a visit there last weekend. They said something that he well, liked.
2: what can Vandy offer you that
0: Maybe like, he wants to be a doctor.
2: Like a free nerd or something? I mean, like Maybe he
0: likes bachelorette parties. I, mean, I don't know. Country music.
2: What? I mean, what is Big do? Predators, yeah.
0: I don't know what it was. He said something that they or they said something that he liked and he has decommitted. So we've lost one of our four stars from that class, but the news is positive around Madden Sanker, the Forster offensive lineman who I think has been the top O-line commit. Luke Burgess seems like we're turning in the right direction there. Um, a lot of the kids who were in town over the weekend.
2: I've, Where was this kid going to Vandy from again? Georgia. Oh, well, who cares? We, we don't even recruit the South anymore. We're, we're West Coast family. <laughs> we're West Coast, baby. We're all, we're, we're all Tupac and, and Dre and Snoop. We ain't hanging out with with the Biggie Smalls guys anymore.
0: And uh, Raymond Polito, the other another offensive lineman, he announced his top five. Louisville seems to be trending in the right direction there. Louisville's in that top five. Um, another West Coast kid. He's the cards are joined in his top five by Arizona, UCLA, Oregon, and Alabama. Um, so look, looking good there. We're feeling good about some of these prospects. It seems like the recruiting weekend did the trick. We'll know the truth here in a few weeks when the hopefully commits start rolling in. But it sounds like they pulled out of the stops. It sounds like it went well. Um, all the quotes from the players who were in town over the weekend spoke glowingly about it. it sounds like Satterfield and company couldn't have done much more.
2: Looking good, Winthrop. <laughs> Feeling good, Billy Ray. <laughs> we're not getting Harlow in town. Like, <laughs> What are you
0: doing, Jack? Come on. We, we need another basketball ball. And we know we did Chillville, right? We People are using the well, Chillville hashtag. Chillville, baby. Chillville, baby. Look at a
2: hand sign. We even got the hand sign. We have signed. a hand sign. Yeah.
0: CV. CV. Can we, in all seriousness, the one basketball
2: commit that we've got? I said that to Dalton. He looked at me like I was just like a man, leper. <laughs> he was like, "What are you talking kids about these days?" He's like, "Don't say that." I'm like, "They will." It's not me. It's the kids who are out of
0: touch. <laughs> Huntley Hatfield is the only like you know guy who we like, really got a commitment from after visiting, and that was with Jack member, Harlow. Yeah. And now we need you know we Jack, need more Jack Harlow. Send Jack to Ypsilanti. Let's get him on Do we really?
2: Done. I mean, do we want to use them for baits? Well, when there's nobody else out there that we can get right now. <laughs> there's got to be somebody. Well, maybe
0: we save it for 2023,
2: 2024. did Memphis just take a kid we once recruited at one time? From they did. The, the Boise State kid? They did. We'll
0: talk about that. We'll talk about everything else going on in the basketball world coming up after the break. We'll take more of your text as well. 502-414-1450. Some hoops discussion. Are we going to get any guards? When's that going to happen? The conversation rolls on for a second straight month here on the Mike Rutherford Show. We do that after the break here on 1450 and 96. one. The Big X.
1: You lock the door. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64?
0: So, is it just numbers in the titles of the song? There you go. Okay.
2: It was a coincidence they were both years in the first one. I'm not a big fan of the song. Really? Not a big fan. My favorite. It's It's one I'd forgotten about until. It's the primary song used in the movie I was recommending to you at the break, which I'd forgotten. I watched off. the, also, Life of Garth? Is that what you the World According World to According Garth. World According to Garth. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. I do recommend it. The plot is intriguing. It's very. It's okay. actually a very funny movie as well. Despite the uh, the the, the 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 it's written. It's based off of a book that was written in the seventies. World According to Garth. Why can't I find this online? The World According to Garth. It's on 18- oh, Garp. It's not oh Garp. Garp. I thought you were Garp. saying Garth. No, GARP, which is the only words his father could say until after he was conceived and he repeated the only other words I heard him mention. Good.
0: I mean, it's all, it's all very intriguing.
2: What a way to start hour number two here. Yeah.
0: On the comeback episode of the Mike Rutherford Show post-vacation here uh, on 1450 The Big X. You know what I was doing on vacation constantly. This is not a, a plug. This is not me lying. Every day I was in that pool, I was rocking Shady Rays. Shadyrays.com. Hit them up. If you need sunglasses this summer, these things are durable. They're not going to break. But if they do, they're going to send you a replacement pair within 30 days. Um, But I was wearing them in the pool, wearing them on the beach, wearing them when we were driving around, had the Shady Rays on everywhere. Um, The best part about Shady Rays outside of the 30-day guarantee with a replacement pair is we got a promo code. Go to ShadyRays.com, pick out a pair you like. They're affordable. Prices, compare them to Ray-Ban. No comparison whatsoever. And we make them even more affordable by using this promo code, Big X, when you check out. It's going to save you 25%. They got summer sales going on. Um, it's going to be fantastic all week long be, or all summer long at shadyrays.com. Get you a pair. I like the people who have sent in pictures to us on Twitter of them rocking their shady rays.
2: Yeah, somebody even sent it, uh, slid into the DMs asking us, like, what was that website again and promo code? I was listening, and I wanted to get them. And yeah. then we sent it to them. And it's like, they hopefully they got their, their good shady rays. I love them. I've got my two. But I started kind of going back and forth. I have noticed the second pair I got. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize this because I have I've been. I'm a creature of habit. Like I'm going to use the original ones I've started with more mm-hmm. often. Which also because I think they look like the sun, sunglasses in Risky Business. And every time I put them on, I'm like going to state. As good a reason as any. I mean, yeah. But then i I was sitting in the draft the other day, and I was like, well, let me let me test out the other ones because the other ones they're cooler because they like like they, they shade my eyes, but it looks everything looks still kind of bright. Does that make sense A little bit I don't yeah, know Yeah a little bit So then I put them on And I didn't realize this Until I looked in the mirror With them on I look just like Bret Hart in 1992 Oh They I mean they look like Bret Hart sunglasses On the front Except they just don't have The you know the band It's you know Actual glass arms On the end Is that what they're called Glass arms eyeglass arms I don't know I don't know either I've Legs and uh, But I mean yeah It's got a Brett They look like Bret, The front of Bret Hart's glasses And I was like I am awesome now <laughs> Like I, I like I, the only problem with it is like I just feel like the the sudden urge to like pull up to a car and get out and like take him off and put them on a kid.
1: <laughs>
2: I always that was like my dream was getting
1: you
0: and red, me red, both man. There's just, there's I did get his autograph in a book when on a book tour when I was a kid.
2: Uh, um, our former producer Yates, he didn't get the glasses, but and I can prove this because I mean, I've watched it on uh, WB Network. I guess they were one of the shows they were in Louisville. And Bret Hart came up to the crowd and kind of stopped in front of the crowd. And Yates and his friend are on each side of Hart and Bret Hart. And he like Bret Hart puts his like arm around him. And oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I posted it on Facebook and I was like, look, it's a picture of ten year old Yates. Uh, let's talk before
0: we get to the Thornton sucks line. Uh, let's talk about the basketball stuff going on right now because okay. to answer the big question, no, we have not gotten any new players since I left. No, no guards. Uh, it was still just
2: one. Or just bring a guard back. But where's our souvenirs by the way from your vacation? Didn't yeah, get you any. You bring me a shirt or nothing? Yeah, you didn't get a shirt. Like a sand, a seashell, something? Yeah, no, my sister got a shirt that was a. She washed our house. You can at least buy a seashell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was free. Just grab it off the ground. You can't take those. Yeah, you didn't. Is that true? Well, sand dollars you can't, but. How would you know? What's the difference between a sand dollar and a
0: seashell? You do know, you know what a sand dollar is? No. It's like a, the white round thing. Can you not take those either? You can't take sand dollars. You can take seashells. You cannot take sand dollars. Why not? I guess they're more rare.
2: Endangered species. I mean, can, of just, shell? can you leave a dollar? Can you leave another dollar on the no, ground? Trying, okay. <laughs> Neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, what was this thinking? Erroneous on <laughs> all
0: counts. Let's type this basketball roster. For God's sake. Question one: Where are the guards? Answer one: Maybe coming. My I games? don't. I, I don't know. Uh, well, there's a tie into one. Mike James. The, the first name, and, and I was. I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I can now since it's already out there. You know this. Um, there's been a lot of buzz about Hersey Miller masterpiece son. <laughs> That's a secret. I know that it was. I you know the kid played at Tennessee Tech last year. Yeah. you can look at the stats for yourself. He averaged two points per game at Tennessee Tech over six games. He transferred to Xavier where he was a walk on for the remainder of the season. And there's been some like, like, as of all I can tell you about is what I, what I heard a couple of weeks ago. As of two weeks ago, the plan was for him to be on scholarship at louisville they still had to work some things out to make that happen um i don't know if, like now it sounds like he may be joining the program as a walk-on either way it sounds like you're going to have master p involved with louisville basketball which is look look we're getting the, the market cornered on rappers <laughs> which is good influential people we've got that locked down i
2: think of one attorney uh, combo that would love this is going to appreciate that when he's saying no one who was pronounced their name. It was, was great. It was
0: yeah. a fantastic commercial. The Wintan and He's Staying Law group. Um, <laughs> They'll make you say, ah. Uh. Loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Uh, he was in town, this, I guess, two weekends ago. The, the other tie-in there is, so, Romeo Miller, remember, a.k.a. Little Romeo, rapper from back in the day. Oh, yeah. He walked on at USC. Yeah,
2: I do remember USC, yeah. Uh... He, you know. Wasn't Snoop's kid there with them or something at the same time? No,
0: he, he was a um, – Snoop's kid played football, though, I think. Snoop's kid played – UCLA had, like, all those kids for, like – and then they all left. Yeah. Like, uh, P. Diddy's kid was on the team, and then P. Diddy got into a fight with the UCLA coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But so, <laughs> it's a great, like, one of the greatest basketball stories of all time from that era, Romeo Miller, a.k.a. Little Romeo, was a package deal at USC for DeMar DeRozan, because they played on the same AU team, they played in the same high school.
2: Well, correct me, I'm going to go off topic here a little bit, but, okay. Lil, no, Little Romeo, was he the like-mike kid with the, 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 No, that was Lil Bow Wow. Yeah. Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo feuded. Okay, but Bow Wow's dad was a rapper too, right? No. Oh, he was just...
0: On his own, okay. yeah, okay, gotcha. Sorry. Uh, 18, making or 16, make it more than your dad was a little bow wow diss. So, <laughs> little Romeo, nothing, nothing better than a kid rap diss song. You ain't fresh as I is,
2: <laughs> you we poo poo. Hey,
0: kind of a banger. Little, so little Romeo goes to USA. he doesn't play at all for like two years and gives up basketball. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> he came up rapping music and everything else. He still, he,
0: he kept he kept rapping. Oh, he still raps okay, did reality TV. He's doing also, he, he's fine, he's, he's doing well for himself, Hersey Miller. Kind of sounds like he's cut from that same mold. Think, yeah. He said he wanted to be, you know, he wants to make a name for himself outside of his father. He wants to be a big time basketball player. Didn't show a lot of flashes at Tennessee Tech. Um, not a huge reason to believe that he'll do more here, if we're being honest. But the younger brother, Percy Miller, I believe. Mercy yeah. Miller is the. Say, is Percy's the dad. Percy's the dad. Yeah. Percy's Master P. Mercy Miller is the class of 2024 prospect. He is the one that you look at in the family and you're like, okay, like, legit high-level recruit
2: okay. and he
0: was in town a couple weekends ago with hersey and percy mercy was there as well what happened to romeo by the way why didn't he get the name frame it was just a fun name
2: i mean what's the, like he, he got
0: know. this he got this idea too late in the procreation <laughs> game like he, you know he had the first He's like damn it could have been cursey could have been cursey could have been Lursie, whatever xersey dersey um <laughs> just going through the alphabet, but if you get hersey you got percy in the fold you're in pretty good shape with mercy and mercy is a pretty good player <laughs> I'm I'm being serious.
2: I know. I'm just the way you're saying it. it just sounds makes me laugh. There's no other way to get around. <laughs> you're talking in rhyme.
0: So Hersey Miller, I, I think it sounds like it's probably going to wind up being one of the walk-ons. Now, okay. I, I guess the scholarship plan got scrapped. I mean, give him a scholarship. Does it really matter? We got, we got four, four of them. Left. Yeah, we
2: got four. of really, No one's. They're not beating down the door to take him.
0: So we'll have he'll be a walk-on. Um, Zan Payne. Kenny's kid is gonna be a walk on I'd forgotten
2: Transferring from Kentucky. I learned that over the last week when we were gone and it just it shot. it didn't shock me, but I was like, I had no idea. I didn't see it or hear it. It happening, but then I was like, "Why wouldn't I expect it yeah. to happen?" Yeah. So he's
0: he'll be on the roster. The other two walk on spots I'm told are accounted for. I don't know who they're going to, but they're not walk ons from last year's team. I can tell you, uh, Brad Colbert, aka the Mullet from mullet uh, man. Love Brad, Love Brad. He's going to Xavier. He'll be a walk on there next year under Sean Miller, going from from one program with a coach that may or may not make it to the season with another who may or may not be around for the season. But don't take it personal, Brad. It's not you, Brad. It's not you, Brad. We just, promise. It's nothing to do with you. They've got a good fan base. You're in good hands. You're going you're gonna to have a good time there. You, just don't eat the other chili. The, the big name, and we'll talk about Imani Bates in a second, but the big name that has kind of come out of seemingly nowhere um, this week is we have a tie-in with this kid because he was a teammate with Mike James back in high school. Okay. And he's on campus right now, supposedly – Fabio Basili.
2: I was going to Google, but I'm screwed on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna...
0: Fabio, Fabio, can't tell you the exact pronunciation. He is, like, last name is Biscotti? Basili, oh, okay. B-A-S-I-L-I. And you're going to run, you're going you're gonna to Google the kid, and the first thing you're going to see, he's unranked prospect from the class of 2023. Oh, I'm not going to bother Google He's got no stars. He's, he's not a top 150 player. Oh, yeah the videos that i've seen of him like and i'm not just saying this as a fan oh lord he looks like he can play a little bit like a guy who could like, i'm not saying he would come in and change the game and compete for a starting job at point guard right away but he seems like a player who could be a serviceable college player at this level at the point guard position now he's the weird thing is he's listed at 6-2 on all of his recruiting charts he's got a bunch of pictures with mike james who's listed at 6-6 and they're the exact same height and when you see him play like He looks like he's 6'5", 6'6". I don't know if the recruiting services just don't get the height right because he's not a ranked prospect, but he looks much – he's got to be much – he's definitely not 6'2". He's a 2023 player, but the word is that he's going to reclass to 2022. He's on campus right now. Kenny Payne is – he's very close friends with his high school coach, who also happens to be the head coach of Carter Knox, Kevin Knox's brother, who we've also offered to recruit a scholarship to, who's a big-time five-star prospect. And for all, despite the fact that he's not a, a kid who's ranked, who has a star next to his name, he does have offers from TCU and SMU, which are not tiny programs. So, again, one, I'm not either. trying to sell you on this kid being an absolute difference maker, but he is a kid who I think we could look at like three years down the line and say, yeah, he's a, he's a guy who's going to help us out a little bit. So. Does, or we
2: could be a guy we look at three years down the line and go, remember that zero-star recruit that we brought as a walk-on? Playing in the Metro and Atlanta. Play, that played for a year. And that's, we look, like, that, that's always possible. <laughs> it, it,
0: we've seen the last few years. That's possible with four-star kids, too. Um, remember Aiden Aguayon?
2: I mean, averaging two like points like trying to remember family. all the, the kids that came in and out that we got hyped about during the early Patino years and never saw again.
0: Yeah, I understand so the doubt. I so. understand why people would look him up and be like, well, why should we be excited about this? I do think he – like. I, Cause I went into it with like a oh my he's god. Guard. That's why you're excited. Well, like I went into it with a, a negative mindset just based on his rankings. I watched the videos for myself, and I was like, okay, I, I, I would this would not be the worst thing in the world. I would be fine with taking this kid. I think he can play a little bit. Um, I feel like this is he's be been weird. good on the UIBL circuit the last month too. Like he's been a high riser the, the last. He, he, I, I his high school stats are not good. You can Google them for yourself again. There's no way around that. His EYBL stats playing for this team have been very good. He's drawn some rave reviews. He's been a high riser the last couple of weeks. So that's another name that is now in the mix for next year's roster. The Imani Bates stuff, look, I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, he's going to Michigan now, right? Well, now, no, now he's Illinois is the school that apparently isn't on Imani Bates. Where did Bates. Illinois they're, come from? His. like next to his home state, I guess. I spent
2: two hours watching Footloose, and this is what happens?
0: Illinois is apparently getting involved with Imani Bates. Their fans are are doing the same thing that every fan base has done where they're getting excited about him. He is now with uh, Pete Nance, the Northwestern star who committed to North Carolina on Saturday. Imani Bates is the only top 100 transfer that's still available who has not been signed.
2: Only guy out there. I'm trying to think when I – I wasn't joking when I said it, but when he pushed his date back to, like, Mm mid-June, and I thought my mindset of why he did it was because he – he didn't, he didn't want to commit because he wanted more attention and figured if he kind of waited it out, people would start getting desperate and start showing him the love that he feels like he deserved. Whether he deserved it or not is a legitimate argument. I think that's, that seems to be. I think I was right on that. Maybe, but like all, all the
0: Michigan buzz, like Michigan's going all in on this kid from Lebanon, not Kentucky, Lebanon the country, and apparently like saying like is we don't. Is that or? No, the Kiat Yusef Kiot is his name. No,
2: he went to Memphis, didn't he? Yeah. He, Emmanuel. So,
0: yeah. Michigan, who, I mean, if you remember, when the list got put out there originally, when Imani Bates says, I'm down to these six, mm-hmm. and Michigan was the top of the list, like, Juwan Howard could not have texted Jeff Goodman and Jeff Borzella fast and yeah, be like, we're yeah. not recruiting Imani Bates. I think
2: he quote-tweeted and said, this is false. He's basically,
0: yeah, he's he's like, he's like, take us off this list, please. Like, stop talking about us. And so they lost a couple of guys, surprisingly, to the draft, um, a couple of guys to transfer, and the rumors piled up. But it sounds like Michigan is not— not only not prioritizing Imani Bates, they're going after other guys. Like they're they're like this kid from Lebanon, sure. Maybe he's better than Imani Bates. We're we're, we're not dealing with that.
2: Illinois <laughs> he didn't now. He stars, but he looks great in
0: the And you, you you never know exactly how much of this is fan driven. If this is just like like Illinois fans looking at it and saying, you know, Coleman Hawkins is gone. We need another guard. Imani Bates is out there. He's from around this area. Boom, no brainer. Or if there's legitimate interest from Brad Underwood and that staff going after him, you just you never know. Because we've seen this with Louisville a lot of times. I think there have been some players that the staff has not, we've kind of heard they were not high on, they did not go after. But fans really wanted, and it becomes this thing where it's like, Louisville's going after this guy. So who knows what the deal is with the Imani Bates in Illinois. The thing that is kind of annoying me about this, and I say this knowing full well that it's still a strong possibility that he winds up coming here. If he wanted to be a Louisville Cardinal, if he was – you know Kenny Payne's my guy. He's the guy who can make me the player that everybody thought I was going to be a few years ago. He's no nonsense, clear track record of helping guys get to the league. Let's go, let's do this thing. Boom, I'm coming to Louisville. He could have made that happen at any point over the last 8 weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's stretching it out and saying, "Well, I'm going to wait till mid-June." And then the deleting all of his social media channels and not making any sort of public comments. It's all like none of it is making me feel more comfortable about the "quote unquote red flags that are out there around him." Like The Memphis players saying, in no uncertain terms, like, we didn't really want to play with the kid. We didn't like playing with him. The team getting way better last year when he was taken away from the team. Like, not saying that it can't work if he does commit, and I'm still saying that I think the potential reward outweighs the potential Mm -hmm. risk. But I don't like the way this is happening. I don't like that this is dragging on. I don't like that we haven't heard anything. If you want to be a Cardinal, you can be a Cardinal. Stop waiting for, like, potential suitors to come out of the wings, like Illinois, at the last second, if that's what you're doing.
2: Yeah, you, I mean, he, you kind of think that's what he's been doing. And I, and I do, and I don't know. I mean, when it's all said and done, the smoke clears and everything, and he goes, oh, "I, I don't want to be the. All right, I guess I'll be a cardinal." It's like, yeah, exactly. Know, like you know, the, the, you hit on the the, the the hot girl at the bar, and she turns you down at four a.m. and there's nothing left, and she's, yeah. Come on, like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. In that scenario, I'm going home, but, which is kind of where we are too. Yeah, but like, but like you said too, with the red flags. Like those were red flags that were there before this even came about. Like,
0: exactly. And but you and, hope that they weren't going to be as big of a deal as you thought they might have. And the way this is playing out, kind of, I don't know, d- does not make you feel better about
2: that. And I, but I still stand by the, and, and as you just said too, where as long as that red flag doesn't include instant violations, for sure, I'm willing to take a chance on now. And there's no indication that it does. Does he does say. he get here, and it turns out he's such a a, a bleep hole and a, and a DB that. You know, before the season even starts, he's kicked off the team. Then that's fine. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and complain about it. If that's the case, and no one, everybody hates him initially before we even play a game, and we send him on his way packing, then so be it. But at least bring him in and let's give it a shot. As, best, as long as we the best. We I'm can. with you. And
0: the thing that that sucks about this, if if this in fact was something that could have been taken care of back in May, and I have heard, you know, he's been working out with Chris Brickley up in New York. Um, the workout former cardinal yeah the yeah. which is good like you wanted want to be working on his game with the best but if this could have been done a month and a half ago you would have liked to have been done a month like the team's already practicing the team All has right. been they're doing team building exercises they're doing conditioning stuff so
2: stuff stuff that sounds like Bates could probably use for sure and he
0: they're figuring out. I'm assuming Kenny Payne is in the beginning stages of installing an offense, installing a defensive philosophy, installing you know maybe a, a secondary break if he wants to get out there and play fast and transition, which is what he's been saying. Like this is you you need to be around for the day one stuff, or you're going to be behind. And that's not just Imani Bates. That's anybody who's going to join this team. If it's Hershey Miller, if it's this facility kid, if it's uh, if it's whoever we're going to add, like they're going to be. Four, five, six weeks behind everybody when they joined for hopefully the second summer session coming up in a couple of weeks, and that's if it could have been avoided, and it just wasn't because Bates wanted more attention or wanted more offers or whatever. That's kind of annoying, but I still
2: I agree with what you're saying. Like it's still worth it. I just wish that we could get to the, because I mean we, we don't talk to him personally, and the coaches do. And does that? And you and you said that maybe the, the red flags of the attitude is is gotten. I don't know if it'll be a brighter red or something, or the higher, higher flagpole. I don't know how you would ruby red. Yeah, how you would. I would like level it to maybe to the next level, of possible extreme. But the fact that this coaching staff, you know, I'm not saying is not wanting Bates to come, but in hindsight, has gone after the Cooper Manning of the of the Master P household, and a kid has zero stars, and all we know is he's like Pedro Serrano of of, of the freaking recruiting scene in basketball. Does that, that might should also tell you that maybe they've talked to Bates and that's how little they think of how he would work out here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, it's one of those
0: things that we just, because Kenny Payne is so tight-lipped and because he, he plays everything so close to the vest and there's not really anything leaking
2: out there. We need to talk to his kid. I wonder if he's a little more loose-lipped. Sam, listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we need somebody.
0: Because <laughs> it's a fair question. I've got no idea. Like, what is? The, I, I don't know if he's annoyed by what Imani Bates is doing. I don't know if he signed off on it and is like, cool. I don't know if he's just like, I don't even care. If you want to come here, come here. If you don't, don't like, I, I don't know what his mindset is at this point. Now, one other guard that we have to get to uh, that I think will be talked about is uh, Kevin Miller. Another Miller, not no relation to Master P.
2: He was tweeted in about uh, people asking about that him. Um, he was third, okay. Yeah.
0: So he's he comes from Central Michigan. He was a during the week, yeah. He, he was a chippewa last year as a freshman. Good numbers on a very bad team. They mm-hmm. they were not good at all. But he did lead them in scoring at thirteen point one points per game and had four point six assists per game. Yeah. And he got good in. He got better as the season went along. Now, part of that is because he played a lesser degree of competition. Um, the MAC, you know, is you – know, Central Michigan played a tough non-con schedule, and the downside of that is against the power conference opponents that he played, he was not very good. Like, hey, like You have to look at those numbers. Against up teams – We had players
2: last year some non-good teams that didn't do it. Yeah, but
0: if you're, if you're an up transfer, you want to look at that player's numbers against up teams from the year before. True. And against DePaul, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Xavier, and Missouri, he was – markedly worse than he was against teams from the Mid-American Conference. Now, the other side of that is he's a freshman. You expect him to learn as you go along. He got better as the season progressed, yeah. and he was really good down the stretch for them.
2: So that's, that's good. He didn't play a lot at the beginning of the season, if I'm a mistake. Or maybe did play major minutes, but I know— He did. He just
0: wasn't—not as much as he
2: did as the season went along. Well, he was a true freshman,
0: too. Exactly. And he was—again, the numbers are nothing to scoff at. He shot 36% from three. He— you know, in conference play, averaged closer to 16 points per game and five and a half assists per game. So he's he's a guy that you take if he, if he's available. There'll be other programs that come after him, but if Louisville can get him, he helps. No. Those are the four names that are out there, all guards. Now is he
2: eligible right away? He because- has to get a waiver. Oh, okay. Yeah. June,
0: that was... that, uh, that that June first deadline, you had to announce that you were in the transfer portal if you wanted to. Now the NCAA is kind of handing out waivers like hotcakes, so yeah, I, I assume he pro- he'll probably be able to get one. Well, but his, he... his
2: dog is from here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he once
0: drove past here on a family vacation. He's got direct ties. He's uh, always wanted to try a hot brown. <laughs> I say that. Of course, we'll probably be the school that the NCAA is like. No, nope, no, 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 no. You can't go there and play right away. But he would have to get a waiver in order to be able to play next season. Um, so that's. That's out there. But those are the four names. We'll find out what's going on.
2: I You kind of buried the lead on the Kevin Miller one. I mean, he seems to be – I mean, he's, he's head and shoulders above everyone else, right? I mean, he's not head and shoulders above Monty Bates. I mean, it depends on your perspective of Monty Bates. I, I – Trevor. I, you know, look, I would take the Miller kid. I, I think he'd be I mean, a nice addition. But isn't the Miller kid, despite – I mean, despite the not having the, the hype that Bates did, doesn't the Miller kid be more of what this team – and what we're looking for? And the gaps that we have than Bates is? We need guys who can put the basketball in the basket. And I think that Imani Bates is better at that well, than... We need guys that can dribble, and I mean... I think, I, I mean, I, no, Imani I'm not Bates is guys closer we,
0: to being able to do... The, he's closer to being able to do the things that we need, potentially, than a guy who played for a 7-23 Central Michigan team.
2: I know, but I mean, right now, our only point guard averages as many dribbles off his foot than he does assists.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm aware <laughs> of the situation. That's why I'm saying he'd be a good addition. If you're asking me which player I want more... I would take Imani Bates. I think he, like, we need, we need good to great college basketball players, and I, I'm not sure we have more than a couple of those who have that potential on this roster
2: right now. I've never watched the Miller kid play. I'd still, I may be taking over Bates right now, just off statistics and and just the numbers. I think you'd be making a mistake. Could be wrong. It wouldn't be my first.
0: Could be wrong, but I would, Imani Bates. I think is the guy that we have to prioritize. I think he's the guy that if you get, you feel like you at least have a chance to be something next season. Um, real quickly on the IRP stuff over the weekend, I mean, did you read Eric Crawford's open letter? I thought it was really good.
2: I saw it. I saw people kind of making fun of him for it. Obviously, really? Well, I'm UK fans. Well, that's... A, I mean, yeah, but other than that... I, th- those not, aren't people. Don't use that. <laughs> well, send all hate mail to, to at Uh, I just... No, I did, but I did not get a chance to read it. No, I slightly skimmed it.
0: I mean, he basically says... <laughs> what we've been saying all along, which is that the, the waiting game, the, these five-year period in purgatory is more of a punishment than anything the NCAA could give out. And Greer, Jeff Greer, in his newsletter today, or Friday, I should say, just came out and straight up said, like, I don't think Louisville's getting a postseason ban. Just based on the nice. way that the NCA has acted, I continue to, to believe, I'll believe we're going to get one until I, I'm told otherwise, just because every time we get our hopes up about something because it's been go- dragging on and taking long, and because we look at something with some sort of logic and reason, the N C A comes down and is like, to hell with your logic and reason. Boom, here's a hammer. So I, I continue to think we're going to get a postseason ban. I'll believe it that we're not when I see it. But Greer feels that way. Crawford makes a compelling case for why. I mean, there are no administrators here that were around there during that time. No more players that were around during that time. No coaches. Like Everybody's gone. There, there's We've had like 15 different presidents, 15 different ADs, 15 different, 15 we've different coaches. Dropped,
2: we've been dropped sponsors off the football stadium since then. It's I
0: mean, <laughs> It was pre-pandemic. <laughs> we were still losing to Kentucky in basketball back then. That's how long ago it's been. Uh, I remember those dark days. How, actually, I think we won that year. That was the year we beat the, the Fox team and the Monk team. Um, that was, yeah, sixteen seventeen. 16, 17, 17 yeah. yeah. So it's been a long time is my point. If you're going to try to do what you've been saying you're going to do, and that's both the IRP and Mark Emmer, which is not punish people who had nothing to do with the transgressions that took place, it would be incredibly contradictory it would be incredibly just wrong to come out and give Louisville a a ban now is the NCAA capable of doing something that is incredibly contradictory and wrong and counterproductive (laughs) according to their own words of course they
2: are I think it's in their part of their motto which is why
0: I have very little hope that the, the, the quote unquote right thing is going to happen, but Crawford's letter was good. As far as stuff that came out of the IRP, there was nobody like, nobody did the Greer thing where they scooped out where it was going to be um, and actually made the trip because it was in California. It was in Los Angeles over the weekend. It's like the coin toss in Friday Night Lights. There's nothing leaking out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing leaking out about, ooh, did this happen? Did that happen? What's going on? Um, Josh Hurd's. Like tweets on Twitter tell me nothing about what took place over the weekend. He's just very into the Stanley Cup Finals, which is
2: great. I am too. You're uh, up to nothing?
0: We're up to nothing. We're a wagon. We are We may sweep these guys.
2: Oh, he oh, oh, that in that back three-peat three dream, huh? I know, I'm feeling like the good. Pistons. I mean, they've been so much better than them, both games.
0: Anyways, uh, so nothing really has come out of the RP stuff, which we expected. But the next step will be there'll be communication back and forth, and then we should get a punishment in – according to the NC State timeline, October-ish. That could mean October 2022. could mean October 2026. Who the hell knows? We got the month.
2: The year is another issue. The
0: good thing, and I use good in air quotes here, is that whenever the punishment comes out, it's done. There's no more back and forth appealing. There's no more whatever. There's no more dragging this out. Whatever the IRP gives us is what we get. And- At this point, I think most Louisville fans are like, just tell us, we'll deal with it, we'll move on. We just don't want to hear about this bleep anymore. We just want to be able to, to manage it and then eventually be out from underneath it and existing as a quote-unquote normal program for the first time in what feels like you know a, a decade and a half.
2: Unless they had us with like a three-year postseason. Well, bang, at that I'm
0: point, like... I'd be like, okay, I wish we could appeal. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> but we appealed effectively last time, and it changed nothing. So that's the that's the IRP stuff. We, we talked over the top here. Uh, we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll take your text on the Thornton's text on. If you've got basketball thoughts, if you've got some football thoughts, we'll get to all that coming up here. 502-414-1450. You know the number. Use it. We'll be right back after this here on The Mike Rutherford Show. Right.
1: Doing the garden. The weeds, who could ask for more? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Every summer we can rent a to Jimmy.
2: I saw Star Wars at least eight times, had the Pac Man pattern memorized. I've
1: seen the stuff they put inside. Stretch Armstrong, yeah
2: Well, I was Roger Staubach in my backyard Had a shoebox full of baseball cards And a couple of evil-penedal scars
1: On my right arm Well, I was a kid when
0: Elvis died And my mama cried
1: it
0: was There it is. In the There's the year. It's not even really a year. It's 1970 something. the number. What
1: is don't
2: this? Mark Willard. Look at this out of my face.
1: Oh man, did I
2: look cheesy. The best part about the song. If it was
0: made after 1996, strong chance I don't want to hear it if it's country. Oh, it's the something I love early 90s country. The, the best part of the song. Give me song. some Blackhawk. I know this song. Clip Black.
2: <laughs> I know Clint Black is.
0: Remember when John Michael Montgomery he owned the country for a brief period of time. Not those were the days.
2: Ah uh, yeah. This song was it was it was it made the the rotation at Lone Star when I worked there. Uh-huh. And it was one of the songs I'd never heard of but it played like, I'd hear it like 12 times a day at Lone Star so Like, I haven't worked at Lone Star since 2005, and to this day I still know the lyrics to this song. (laughs) That's how I felt about this.
1: There was a song a few years ago, I think it was
0: Dan and Shay's group called When I Taste Tequila, and I I could not stop, and like it just got stuck in your head. And somehow it was one of those where it just, through osmosis or whatever, God-forsaken process, like, I it was on the radio one time, and I'm like, I know every word of this song.
2: Like that, maybe
0: I still see you cutting up the floor in a sorority t-shirt.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm like, do I like this now? I think I kind of like it. This, uh, another one. I love this. I love NASCAR by Kudis <laughs> T. okay. which I had no idea. It was actually a ripoff of another song by because I, I didn't know country music. So like, I've been, oh, I, just, uh, I love NASCAR. My kind of rage. Oh, it's a ripoff of I Love This Ball. He's like, Yeah, he's, yes, what Ooh, it is. Yeah. Which
0: I hate. That song. Ooh, oh, I Apologies to it. the people listening who like that song. Go I listen to
2: Cletus T. Judd. He's like the country version of We Are Yankovic. I love NASCAR. It's hilarious. But this, the reason this song got stuck back in my head because I hadn't thought of it in so long was I was training Scoots on the Bats game, which I mean, didn't really train him that much. He knew it right away, but as and as he was taking over the board I you know i passed the rock of the uh super the nes classic over to him as well and so he started playing pac-man on there and we ended up doing like a pac-man back and forth and like as he was doing it he started singing this song he was like had the pac-man pattern like he's kind of singing it to himself lightly and just out of nowhere i just started finishing the lyrics for him and his mind is oh, utterly blown that you knew he's it. like how the hell do you know mark willis from like 2003 every now and then and i'm like you'd be yeah i know the song and then my mama died. i guess how people feel
0: when they know that i know like early 90s country because like always like toby keith back in the day like should have been a cowboy which i didn't know now
2: i don't know about he ain't toby worth keith. missing
0: like before he turned like all you know whatever like playing to a certain audience particularly like it was good music it was it was fine it was good the clemson crowd yeah I think. <laughs>
2: sticking fingers and butts and pick up trucks i got two dollar bill for you don't think he got two dollar bills at clemson he dabbo sitting on my lap just like my pat would do <laughs> no transfers allowed <laughs> We don't, we don't. <laughs> you want
0: some nil? Bossy inhale. <laughs> Toby Keith should play. He's gonna play the Clemson like national anthem for a game this year. Like My apologies fun. to our uh, crossover Clemson and Toby Keith fan base. <laughs> Hang in there with us. We will. We'll move on to a different. We time.
2: love Dabo. We love. Dabo. He's our kind of coach. He'll sit on your lap and not give you a nil. Every time recruit comes to town, close. Uh, <laughs> I don't know got I've kind of faded there at the it's end. Fine. You, you, I you, you was can, hoping a way to swing. You in finger have the butt, but well, I can.
0: You, know, you got to work at the butt fit. The butt yeah, so. uh, people are taking it on the text line Five oh two four one four fourteen fifty. It is the Thornton's t- text line. You know it. You love it. Use it, it the same way you use Thorntons. There's fifteen thousand six hundred forty five of them around town. You know them. You love them. Do the same with the text line. Um, the text line kind of is blasting Nick Rash right now. Which we haven't got a chance to do this. I've been off. We haven't had a chance to talk about the KFC boys in
2: a while. Can I guess, is it about him pointing out a little recruit maybe putting yells down?
0: The Kobe Keenum thing.
2: Yeah, is that, I'm assuming it's at the recruit and set the picture. Okay.
0: And Kobe Keenum has become kind of a talking point between Louisville and Kentucky fans because he was part of the, the, the mega recruiting weekend at L over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He was originally scheduled to take a visit to Kentucky. Now, he changed his dates around. U of L fans obviously see that and say, well, he wanted to be a part of the big recruiting weekend at U of L. That's why he bumped UK. UK fans have been saying, well, he did I don't even know what UK's got going on that weekend. He <laughs> basically he bumped it because he wanted to, he bumped, he bumped uh, to a better date for his UK visit. Who cares? It just happened to coincide with Louisville being around here. And there is in the so Roush has posted on KSR that it seems like Keenum. Is post is doing a subtle l's down.
2: You are stretching if you see an l's down in there. What, He's just one got his of hands his hand dangling. Hands, one of his, all his fingers are out.
0: Yeah, the other one it <laughs> looks like kind of. Now here is the thing with this, because if he winds up committing to Louisville, Roush and UK fans look dumb. Like of course, like his hands were just. In, if he does commit to UK, and he does become because they all like once you get on campus you like you are indoctrinated. You be like, they they shoot you with that injection that just makes you do L's down constantly and talk about it and make crappy jokes about Louisville on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, they're obsessed with this. All of a sudden, like, Roush is going to be right in the eyes of Louisville fans. People are – like, Louisville fans are going to say, well, hell yeah. Like, he was clearly throwing the L's down. We hate this guy.
2: I know, Roush. No one's ever going to think he was right. Well, then I (laughs) (laughs) – But a couple of texters have pointed that out and just said, truly the lamest fan base. There you go. I mean, it's – I saw that – I saw it on, actually, the KRC KRC, uh, Facebook page this morning. Or – morning afternoon depending on your time zone It was morning in like england we're on west coast uh, yeah <laughs> i think i'm getting closer to the japanese time zone than anything so uh, i uh i woke up and i saw that and i, I zoom in on it and i'm like you're really i mean this is it feels like a stretch this this has got to be like I mean it's it's like saying you see a, see a penis in the tongue of of the wildcat logo. Why well, I I do you see that? I mean, how could you not see that penis? <laughs>
0: the original one is bad. They cleaned it up, but the original one is like a straight.
2: That's straight foul. Didn't they try to say the card head into like a butt or something like that? Or I mean. it's. I don't know about that. I heard all kinds of stupid stuff. Well, the one
0: UK logo looks like two birds
2: having missionary sex, <laughs>
0: which they pointed out. I would have never seen that. I think it was Drew Franklin pointed that out. I'm like, oh, my God, it does. I can never look at the logo <laughs> the same way.
2: I like it when you learn logos. Like, I, I, I don't know how it was when I found out the Milwaukee Brewers was actually... MD I know. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, there's the, a whole, like, website the about Atlanta that. The Atlanta Falcons is, a, yeah. is, 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 a, is an F. I noticed know. Know
0: none of them until they were pointed out to I me. I don't either. <laughs> Did you see, uh, real quickly, about basketball recruits but, but that we've is been a, talking this about? It's a stretch, dude. That it's, it's an answer. And it's, come
2: on, just let it go, dude. I,
0: I mentioned this because somebody brought up his name on the text line. Dior Johnson, um, who we were... My understanding... <laughs> yeah, we need
2: to get your thoughts on the whole nil... The Kenny Payne's situation from last week.
0: My understanding this is this does not come from a first degree source. Like this is kind of people saying this to me who who are close to people on the staff. That and the, the I can say this because I said this before. We he opted to go somewhere else. It sounds like Louisville said thanks but no thanks, which you and I both were like. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the Imani Bates stuff. I get it. There's you have concern about whatever is going on. I don't think it's just the fact that he'd been to 10 schools in six years, which is not a hyperbolic statement. He's literally been to 10 schools in six years. He's 11 maybe, but yeah. But uh, now it's –
2: You might have been underselling it, but yeah. So he's back
0: in the – he was originally committed to Syracuse, then he's going to Oregon, decommits. He's now going to Pitt. So he's going to play for Jeff Cable. And the thing that sucks about this is he's good. Like I I think Dior Johnson is good. If he does – whatever this, this stuff in his background is that people think is going to hold him up in college, if that's not a factor, he's going to be a very good ACC guard for a team that needs very good ACC guards uh, with, with Jeff Capel and Pitt, So I don't like the fact that we're probably going to have to play him twice this year, but the staff had their reasons. They, they chose to pass. We'll see how this whole thing plays out, but we will have to play
2: him. Assuming he's still on the team come winter uh, multiple times this season. Can we assume, I mean, this is, it was my guess that it is. Yes. But Dior Johnson is the unnamed player that, that came in and was like, how much is my nail? And Pitty with Kenny Payne was like, thanks, but no thanks. I thought that comment
0: was before.
2: Well, he he made the the article or the, the comment came out like on Tuesday, and Dior did it announced on Monday. I think he went to pit, so like it came out like the er, yeah, but that
0: was from a the media session with the season ticket holders, which was before the Dior Johnson commitment was announced.
2: I, I just assumed that was that's who it was, because and then it just kind of. I think he's talking about Tyrese Hunter. Oh, okay. You yeah. are okay. That's who I think he's talking. Because it seemed like something I could see Dior walking in there, like you know the dude from Blue Chips, and be like, "Hey, how much am I gonna make?" And they were like, you know, I mean, I felt better if it was Dior Johnson than Tyrese Hunter. Be honest with you. <laughs> like if that was Dior Johnson, well, let's, let's, I could see. I could, I would be okay with because me and me and Rashawn debated this over the week. It's, it's a big topic. I, I wanted to get to
0: it at yeah. some point because it has become the the two major programs at Louisville. I think very clearly have very different stances on how to handle nil. You've, you've got – I mean, it's obvious right now that we're giving kids NIL deals. They're th- also we're telling them
2: places in, for in sure. the world right
0: now. And comparing Louisville recruiting in basketball, men's basketball, to football is something that probably shouldn't be done because men's basketball has been historically far, far, far more successful than Louisville football. Oh, yeah. But it's a brand-new era, and we have two head coaches doing things very differently. In football, it's very apparent that we're telling kids like, – we're setting up NIL deals beforehand. No. Like they're coming here. I think some of them are probably saying, "This is what I'd like to have happen," and we are entertaining that. Kenny Payne is coming out and saying, "We're not doing that. Like, you're not going to come here because of NIL. Now, if you come here and you play well enough and you acclimate yourself well enough into the society, to the city, that you're given an NIL deal based on who you are, then yeah, like we're all for that. Yeah. Which I think is how it probably should play out. It's not you're like you're not going to get paid. Right. The issue is. That ain't the way of the world right now. And I think, I don't want to say it's a mistake because I want to see how we're, again, I'm not judging Kenny Payne on this first roster. I've been consistent on that, except on the brief moment that I thought we might get Tyrese Hunter and I'm like, okay, well now we can judge him. But I, I, (laughs) I want to see what he does in 2023 and 2024 because it sounds like he's going to do or is in the process of doing the types of things on the recruiting trail that we were told he was going to be able to do. Having said that, I don't think you just get a free pass on swinging and missing on so many of these transfers, and having a roster that right now does not look like it's NCAA tournament caliber. Could be wrong about that. I'm, and if it's because he's not willing to do the NIL stuff, because he's not willing to, to tell a high-profile transfer, yeah, you can have this. I think it's a mistake.
2: I mean, was it that, or is he just he? He's trying to build, cause like you said, the football team. Best between two two completely different places for sure. The football team can pretty much just be like, "Here, here's your money. How much you want? Here we go." They've got they've got room to stand. Up. The basketball team has got to clean some stuff up, and I'm not saying that. Like you said, if you're telling a recruit, like, if you don't think you're not going to get no money, well, you're crazy. You're going to get it. But I mean, he. And this is I me mean, Rashawn did, like Rashawn was upset, and I can see where if you're a fan base, and part of you value, you've got to be thinking we can't be, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? I mean, not you know, taking everybody Bates, you know, Daryl Johnson, Hunter, whomever. Per, um, you, um, you know, masterpiece. You know, maid's daughter. Come on in. You know? I would have given entire center my house. I mean, I would. Yeah. I mean, really. I'm not actually surprised, and that doesn't shock me. Moving into the Kelsey household. Why not? You know, all, y'all hanging out in the basement. I want to win some basketball games <laughs> in a long few years. So I can get where you're a little upset about it. On the other hand, I mean, I kind of get the point of view from Kenny Payne where. You wanna build it, but you, you don't wanna sell your soul right away to do it, right? And you know, if a kid's coming in and walking, I mean, the first thing I, this is how I'm picturing this this going on. As he's walking in kinda of like us, you know, joked about the blue chips kid, where he's walking in, he's initially going, like, how much am I gonna get paid? Mm-hmm. You know. I, I compared it on, on with Rashawn earlier of the week. It's kind of being on a first date. And you walk you know, you walk in you know, and you, and you sit down, the woman looks at you, and the first thing she goes is, how much, how much do you make? make? Yeah. I mean, you're automatically I going... I see it. Do, you, do I... Does this... Because I need talent, but am I going to bring in someone who's just talented just because they're going to be in there just to make the money and maybe not be a part of the team, be possibly a cancer in the locker room because of it? I'm not saying that about Hunter or Johnson or whoever this this art, who is, you know, this statement about you a know, player, The statement was about, but I could be worried about that. I mean, and, if you're, and if you're paying... I mean, we're talking about maybe a possible one year holdover because you're, you're expecting to have a hell of a recruiting class next after your first year, and that's what I'm saying. Is, so, is it really worth doing that? And I get from both sides of the point of view. I'm willing
0: to to sit back and see how this unfolds before being too critical or too praise, uh, you know, overly praiseful. I don't even know the word it, about like it the is way that he's. World. I in, in an ideal world, I love that he's establishing culture and saying, "Look, we're Louisville. We don't just tell kids you're going to get." 500K through this NIL deal to come play here. We're not going to do the Shaden Sharp thing where he's got the he's get, driving the crazy cars and doing all this stuff and then doesn't even play here before he's proven anything. Like, no
2: wrong. You're going to get that probably, but <laughs> you, but you have to earn it. Like,
0: yeah, I understand that. At the same time, this is kind of the way of the world right now, and it feels like it's the way it's trending. Unless the ncaa does step in and create some sort of effective rules that make NIL what it's supposed to be, which is earning something off of your name, image, likeness, not just pay for play or pay to come here. Which, I mean, how much faith do we have in the NCAA's ability to do that? It wasn't. Him
2: going to Texas now makes sense.
0: <laughs> which is why I'm saying – which is why I said what I said at the, at the start. For right now, I'm okay with it. I think it's – I wish you would have maybe entertained at least some of these kids out there who are clearly getting – because it's not, like, it's not like all the other schools that are – Top ten all-time programs are doing this. North Carolina clearly is offering kids stuff. Texas is clearly offering kids stuff. These, oh, yeah. these transfers. Every other major program has gone out and gotten a big-time transfer that's been in the portal besides us, and we need them probably more than a lot of the programs that uh, have.
2: I and mean, you don't think? I, I mean, I, I don't think it's. I don't think that we're not offering stuff. I just from the, just the perspective I got from the we're not
0: offering. When everybody else you described
2: it is that you know this is a kid who just kind of stepped walked right up and the first thing was like how much am I going to get paid? And th- that's
0: one kid what what about the other that's, 15 that's a that we, we could have that gone would be forward.
2: a red flag to me too if that's the first thing he's going to me and
0: that's fine i'm with you there but it's not like we've just swung and missed on one kid no we haven't we've had an ample opportunity to get been a lot of transfers out there
2: he's one of the few exceptions too though that and we've talked about it before that they could have been an issue not just money was that you know the idea of a grad transfer coming here is a little harder because the NCAA tournament more often than not they're going to get paid wherever they go but they really want to play in the NCAA tournament Hunter was one of the few that, freshmen that we had that opportunity. What was the? Um, well, we got Brandon Huntley Hatfield. He lost us uh, in the same boat. Who is the other? Well, Bates is still a possibility. I guess Tor Johnson, Dior Johnson, was a possibility. There've been, I mean, there've
0: been several that have been out yeah. there that have been in that same situation, and we've gotten none of them besides Huntley Hatfield. So I think if you're talking about this roster, yeah, but it's why I'm willing to kind of reserve any sort of over the top criticism. Well, one, the dude's had the job for three months. Like I, I think, <laughs> I think being over the top in one direction or the other is is silly right now. The whole like, you know. Clearly, Kenny's got it. Like we just we know hundred percent that he he's gonna do what he's going to do. We're gonna win games. Like no, we don't. Like we we have no idea. But also clearly, this guy's falling. This guy's in over his head. He's making mistakes here. This is the wrong approach to take. No, we don't know that either. If if twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four, if these recruiting classes are full of kids that are wanting the same things that these transfers apparently are, that Payne is not willing to entertain, which is hey, Oregon's gonna give me three hundred k, no questions asked, just to come there. I don't even have to play a game. I'm gonna get that. What can you give me? and Payne remains steadfast in this, and we don't get the types of recruiting classes that we think we're going to get by hiring this man, then I think you can be critical. Until that happens, I'm holding off on judgment. Because I said I was going to. I said I'm not going to judge him on year one because, like you said, with the NCAA tournament stuff, I think he's not going to be able to assemble the type of roster that we should have moving forward. And also, I mean, the the obvious fact of, he wasn't able to get in on any of the 2022 kids no. besides the ones who became available at the 11th hour because the class was pretty much full. By the way, Devin Reed, the one player who's still not on campus, we had a couple of texts about that. I, My understanding is Oak Hill has a weird school session where they, they go late because they have like quarters. They have like middle breaks. So he that kind of this isn't a surprise that he's late to campus. But he's the one guy uh, out of the nine scholarship players who's still not around. Who, But
2: I'm told should be fine. No problems there. He's, he's going to be here eventually. I mean, despite, just not right now. Despite the lack of guard depth, I mean, we still this team still has enough talent on paper that I, I want to see how Kenny Payne's going to coach. Because, I mean, this is, there's still enough talent on this paper this team should be competitive. You'd you think? like I just, I'm not saying a, winning the ACC. I'm not saying a top ten, you know, a, a guaranteed, you know, one through eight seed or something even. But definitely... We there's enough talent, I believe, on paper, regardless of the guard depth, that this team should go. in, And TJ's making fun of me for this being my highest expectations for this year, but we should be able to go into selection Sunday with the 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 hope the hope of hearing our name. That's a low that's a low bar to set for a little fan base in in any year. I don't know, but like, I mean, I think it is what it is. I still I, I don't
0: I don't know what to expect because you know he's talking about tough hard-nosed man-to-man defense he's talking about get out in transition he's talking about playing fast all this stuff and all i can think about is is ll Ellis going to die on the court after four games like uh-huh. you can't play that style without like really solid depth and i know you have more you, know, you get a break every four minutes with tv timeouts and stuff like that but unless they they feel more confident than we know about a secondary ball handler being able to shoulder a lion's share of the minutes you can't play that style with with, with like one guard and and two or three quasi guards.
2: Yeah. But last year they said they were going to do that. And we were like, we've got the depth to do it. So maybe that was untrue. Well, they wanted to play.
0: They weren't going to, to totally get out of tempo. Like they, they were no, going. No, but
2: they wanted to play up fast and fast and, and faster.
0: Faster was saying something when you were the three hundred first tempo of the year before <laughs> with David Johnson and Carly Jones. What the hell were we doing with that roster? Like that's the roster that we need for this year. Like we need we need that. Uh, I'd love to have David. Like David Johnson would thrive in that. Philosophy. I, I I do continue to hear great things about Kamari Lands. I think he's the one guy that you should be really excited about. Maybe also people saying he's more capable of potentially handling the ball and being a point guard if need be with Ellis on the bench than we yeah. thought originally, which makes you feel good. But again, like we, we just, we don't have enough guys to play that style effectively. I don't think, um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I mean, maybe JJ trainer, they think can handle the ball a little bit. I, I just, I don't know. We're going to have to get, like you said, we need a, Even if it's a, a guy from central Michigan, if he can dribble the ball somewhat effectively, we need him at this point to be just to be able to play the style that we want to play.
2: Um, but and, you're not willing to sell your soul for that that guy. And I, I, I'm not saying you. But Kenny Baines clearly not. Kenny Baines not. No, he's not. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's a good thing, right? Because, I mean, how can you sit there and say, we need whatever we can take. Don't, don't worry about that. Beggars can't be choosers. And on the other side of your mouth go, we're Louisville. We're above that. You, you can't have your cake and eat it, too, though. And he's been hammering
0: home. I mean, all coaches do this when they first get the job, but he's really been hammering home the, the establishing culture, establishing culture, establishing culture. I'm not going to hire a guy who's – X is an O's genius if he doesn't actually care about kids and care about their futures and doing the right things. I'm hiring my staff that way. I'm assembling my roster that way. And you're right. So if you're going to say those types of things out of one side of your mouth and then entertain a kid who's like, hey, I want 500K just to come here, out of the other, then I,
2: I get it. Yeah, because everywhere most – I mean – But at the end of the day – Every coach says they're going, they want to build a program and then take the kid You know, that wants nothing but money. I mean
0: – All of that stuff sounds great, and I love hearing it right now. If this team goes like nine and twenty-two, nobody's gonna to want to hear it. Nobody cares about it. At the end of the day, it all comes down to one thing, and he's going to have to go out and get the kid. You know, Scott Satterfield probably didn't want to be having Lambos and, and jets for on recruiting visits either when he came here. That probably wasn't his intention. Guess what he's having to do after three years of losing with a losing overall record? He's having to do, pull out all the stops to win.
2: I you, in three years, then Kenny Payne, swallow your pride and start giving out money. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to judge but him still right did, now. Yes,
0: I'm not going to judge it because John Calipari is taking on the same philosophy. He's basically said the same things, which is kind of hilarious since he had the exact opposite approach 10 years ago. But he's (laughs) saying, you come here for the prestige of the program. You come here for the fans. You come here for the style. You come here to get better. You come here for the glory of Kentucky basketball, as opposed to like 11 years ago where he's like, you come here because I can get you to the NBA. But now it's totally changed. And he's not doing the NIL (laughs) stuff. We've kind of made fun of him for it. But it sounds like Kenny Payne is mimicking that. And I'll say it for the third time. I think it's a mistake for this year's roster going about it in those just certain concrete terms, but I'm not going to judge him too harshly until I see what he does recruiting 2022 and 2023, because, or 2023 and 2024, because that's what we've been promised. He's going to kill it in those classes. We're gonna have top five classes and they're going to get us back to where we expect to be in the next two or three seasons. I'm gonna be paid, even if we do go nine and 22, the hypothetical I just threw out there, I'm gonna remain patient. I'm gonna keep the faith. I'm gonna trust in KP. All that good stuff. So long as he's getting it done on the recruiting trail.
2: You saw we were we were hanging out watching Bradshaw and Wagner this weekend, the best, weren't we?
0: He was here. He yeah. was smiling big. Kentucky fans
2: feel like they got him, though. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they got nothing but nightmares coming.
0: Real quickly, we have to go to break because we, and we're gonna have uh, Keith went on at the top of the hour to talk about this football recruiting weekend. There was a question about Robert Dillingham. Um, I, I saw that he he's kind of the, the dj wagner and him go back and forth between two and three and the kid from north carolina who's now number one i saw he listed a, a final five and louisville was on it i believe it is it's kentucky it's louisville it's auburn and it's usc those are his final uh, four louisville hasn't offered robert dillingham because everybody knows he's going to kentucky so it's it's a, <laughs> a savvy veteran play on his part to like I love when U of recruits gonna, include Kentucky. We're gonna
2: steal another one. Of the I'm recruits. picking him
0: over Kentucky. Kentucky's like we didn't offer this kid. I'm like I don't care. I love that he's picking us over Kentucky. Like, like so Dillingham's got us in his final four. We haven't even offered the kid, but he's he's very good. There's just everybody knows he's going to UK.
2: Why haven't we offered him? Because he's going to UK. He's waiting for an offer from us. He's going to UK. We we, we yeah, wanted, He wants an offer, dude. We, we wanted
0: to avoid this exact situation. Dillingham's like I don't care. I'm still picking you. Putting you in my final four. To hell with that. I'm picking Kentucky over you guys.
2: That that puts us a new level of cool though, right? Yeah, kind
0: of. He was also formerly committed to NC State, which is not cool. But uh, we got to go to break when we come back. Keith Wynn joins us at the top of the hour to kick off the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk about this big football recruiting weekend. His thoughts on all this, his thoughts on Clemson fans being butthurt and what may come out of this. Who's going to be the first to pop? Who's going to be the first to commit to Louisville? Keith Wynn comes up after the break here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. It
1: was 1980-something in the world that I grew up in, skating rinks and black transams, big hair and parachute pants, and looking back now I can see me, oh man did I look cheesy, I wouldn't trade those days for nothing, oh it was 19.
0: just reminds me of Hot Rod, which I still want you to watch so badly.
2: Is this in the movie? Yeah. Hot Rod is so good. It's a good song. I like Skid I
0: don't care
2: what this is. I like Skid Rod. I like this song about Skid
0: will uh, Welcome back in. Five o'clock hour here of the return show of the Mike Rutherford Show. Back from vacation. Happy to be here. Happy to be talking Cardinal Sports. Love the discussion there before the break uh, about the basketball roster. We've talked about the football recruiting uh, weekend. To do more of that, a man who can shed more light on all this stuff, uh, than we can, is Keith Wynn, deputy editor over at Card Chronicle. Follow him on Twitter at Keith underscore Wynn, W-Y-N-N-E. Uh, he's coming off of a hot Father's Day weekend. He's enjoying himself, and he's ready to talk some football. Keith, welcome back to the show. How are you, man, man?
3: I'm doing well, man. How about yourself?
0: Doing well. Um, we talked about this recruiting weekend, mostly in terms of the, I think, reaction to rival fan bases. Uh, for, for you, seeing the players, what they go through, some of the things that have leaked on social media, some of the things that the players have put on their channels, Give me your general reaction to to what took place here in the Ville and the job that I think you, the staff did with all these high level, high profile prospects in town.
3: Well, I, th- I think the staff did a really good job, you know, for for putting it, you know, from a standpoint of putting together the visit. Um, you know, they did some things that are a little bit unique, um, but I think more than anything, I thought that they did some things that were unique specifically specifically to Louisville. Um, you know, the Friday night thing is what. <laughs> The rival fan bases that seemed to be as, uh, you know, very unhappy about, you know, because so they went to dinner, they did a catered dinner, and they did it with, you know, in an airplane hangar with private jets and, you know, these luxury cars and whatnot, which I mean, other the jet thing was different, but you look around the country, and the car thing is it's just kind of the way things are, are now. You know, USC had low riders out, you know, at their stadium this past weekend for their visit. Michigan State did the same thing last week. Florida had a Lamborghini. I mean, it's just a thing that for some reason Louisville uh, caught flack because I don't know, maybe the jet, the jet was different. So I don't know. It was weird, but I thought that the Friday thing was kind of cool. It was different. You know, you're going, you're doing dinner, you know, you're dinner, dinner anyway, find a way to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, but Saturday was really the thing I thought was cool from what the staff did. They had the photo shoot that every team does obviously, but they kind of did it Louisville centric with a play on Jack Harlow's KFC commercial. Um, you know, so you have the, the whole setup like they did. They got the, uh, the Heisman out there. They got the backdrop. They did the KFC fried chicken thing uh, with, you know, the videos all feature Jack Harlow's music, which is cool. Uh, and then after that, they go, you know, they go to Churchill Downs, which is, you know, very Louisville-centric, obviously. Um, and you have the guys out in the winner's circle with jockeys, you know, some of those pictures would viral, stuff like, like that. You know, it's really about creating a memorable experience. And I, I stress that because these guys are 16, 17 years old. We talked about this when they came in in January and they got the pictures in the snow and those kids still have that all over their social media. Um, you know, and I, I think that's what, you're, that's what you have to do as a recruiting staff is find a way to make something memorable for kids so that either A, they, they, they want to come back because they had a great time or B, at least you've created a good environment and then you get the eyes of other recruits then maybe take a look at your school because hey, they do some cool, interesting stuff as opposed to, man, I went on this visit, it was kinda of boring, kinda of dull, and you know, it didn't really stand down in their mind. So to me that's that's what the goal is as a staff and I think they did a good job with it.
0: So let's talk about what comes out of this because that's the the next step the Louisville fans wanna know is, you know, are we going to get any commitments? Is it going to happen soon? Who was swayed by this the most? Uh, have you seen other uh, crystal ball predictions popping out there? What what do we what what's the immediate impact of the weekend that just took place here?
3: So it's it's it's, it's interesting because um, you know in the past Louisville typically had recruiting weekends and you know they usually get guys out of it because you know with the level they've been recruiting you find more guys that don't have as many options or are really not as uh, high a priority on the other team's list. So being a priority for Louisville stands out to them. Um, you know, I think they're still in good shape with most of these guys. I don't think there's anybody they had on campus this past weekend that they that they aren't really an option, but the guys are just kind of coming just to come. Uh, most of those guys are making a return visit. Um, so I think that that's, that's obviously key But I think that they're in good shape for Jordan Church, um, who's a guy that was rumored to be, you know, already kind of, you know, committed to the class, so waiting to announce. Uh, Luke Burgess, I think they're in good shape also. They've they've got plenty of predictions in for both of those guys. Um, So I think those are the two guys that that feel really good right now. Um, But I think there's, you know, with the other guys, you have more visits coming for them. Uh, Nathaniel Joseph, who's, you know, recent Clemson uh, decommit, he's going to Miami this next weekend for his official visit. Madden Sanker's in Miami for his official visit next weekend. Uh, you have other guys that have other visits planned or uh, have other guys in their, you know, other teams in their uh, top five or top four that they still haven't even planned a visit for. So you kind of – it's kind of a waiting game. Uh, it's, it's a little bit different. But if you're looking at, you know, a, a good example, I think is a guy like J. Bron Harvey four-star outside linebacker uh you know feels good for louisville they've been in on him for a while his top three schools are all in his home in his home state of north carolina or three of his top five and the other school is oklahoma so it's not it's not like it you know you don't have a shoe in for for some of these guys because they have other top schools very high level schools that louisville's going up against and it's just a different different situation so I do feel good about guys like Madden Sanker, who is obviously a top priority for the uh, for the staff. Uh, Georgia is probably the other school that I think that really is, is going to be hard for Louisville to beat. But I think that's where he's probably at, where it's either Louisville or Georgia. At least that's how my feeling is right now. Uh, Georgia is his family school. His dad's a big UGA fan. Uh, but he's been back to Louisville. Uh, that, this is his second visit. He had a great time. He seemed like he really enjoyed it. He's posting all the pictures and really engaged with everything. So I feel very good about Sanker, um, who is obviously a big-time prospect. And I feel good about the offensive offensive line guys in general, which obviously Louisville needs to add because they don't have any in the class right now.
0: You mentioned Jordan Church first there. I loved the pictures that the kids had in the snow on their visit. I loved the Pierce Clarkson billboards. For my money, there's never been a better recruiting visit moment than Jordan Church just slamming fried chicken out of a UFL football helmet, which kind of went viral too. Like at that point, I feel like we have to have the kid. Like the, the, he can't go anywhere else after doing that. Like that he's got to be a Cardinal, right?
3: Right, and I, and I, and I think it's great. I mean, I, I think the I always go back to the fact that at 16, 17 years old, being able to create some some memories that are stick with these guys for a very long time. Uh, I think you're, you're 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 doing something right if you can pull that off. And, you know, we talked about in the past, me and you have talked about, you know, the the importance of just having a, a, a picture that you can, you know, you can relate to and, and, and keep uh, at that age and things like that are really important. But I think that these kids live on social media, even if they're not really big into it, it's still something that's part of their life. And if you can create things that are, that are good for that, you're still doing something good. And I, I, that's the thing for me, I guess, and the backlashes you see from this, you know, I've seen people say things like, you know, what kind of player are you getting if this is what they're into? And it's like, do you really think sixteen and seventeen year olds don't like Bentleys? I think I like <laughs> Bentleys. You know, like I think that you know, if I could go sit on a private jet, I'm sorry, I'd just go do that. I, I'm almost forty years old, and they would be really cool right now. So, I, I think that people get in their feelings about this stuff. Uh, people throw out nil a lot, which I'm sorry, there's no money. You know, changing hands. Here. Right. These guys are just coming for a visit. Uh, they're, they're not getting paid in any way. And I don't think that Louisville will tell these guys, like, oh, yeah, if you come here, you're going to get to fly the plane. Like, that's not, uh, you know, like, that's just not how it's really going. Uh, it's really just about creating a good visit. You know, the NIL, NIL stuff that they're selling, I think it's more about, obviously, here's what our guys are getting. And there have been some pretty good NIL deals that Louisville, Louisville players have had. Mario Huggins-Bruce has a deal with Goat Fuel, which Pierce Clarkson now has a deal with. Uh, obviously, Malik and Monty Montgomery have had deals. I mean, there, there's some things out there for these guys, but Louisville's not in the position of some of these other schools that they're recruiting against that are recruiting in, in an NIO way that's not really the way it's supposed to be, which is, you know, pay for play where, hey, you know, you come play here, here's the money you're going to get. I don't really think that Louisville's in that, in that boat, at least not publicly, and I don't think they can compete with, you know, some of the schools like Tennessee and Miami and whatnot that are putting large dollar amounts in front of these kids, you know, hoping they get here. So – I think that part of it was kind of silly, kind of weird, but I thought the visit weekend, you know, went well. And it seems like they made some headway with some of these guys. They were already in good shape with.
0: Yeah. Imagine going to college for, I don't know, like girls and the potential to be rich one day. Like who who would want that? Yeah. You like money and yeah. girls. Oh my God. We don't want you on Clemson's <laughs> campus. Uh, let's talk about Ruben <laughs> Owens real quick. He's the number one all purpose back in this class. He was in town over the weekend. There have been some buzz, you know, people riding things on the the rivals and the 24-7 sports sites that a commitment to Louisville could be imminent. I saw, I guess, a few weeks ago that Steve Wiltfong predicted that he's going to go to Texas A&M, which makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, what should we be thinking about Reuben Owens? Was this just him coming here to be a part of this movement, or is, this a, is he a legit potential get for this recruiting class of Scott Satterfield's?
3: Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, Pierce Clarkson is probably, you know, I just haven't really seen anybody that has the like ability and the kind of the passion to recruit as a as a recruit themselves. Uh, like Clarkson, you know, you, you know, there've been guys even with, with that Louisville's had who you know built a good rapport with their class and were really kind of working to kind of get to know guys before they got to campus and stuff like that. But I mean, Clarkson's out here just tweeting guys out in the open, just like, hey, yeah, you should come. And you know, guys that are committed elsewhere and one and time. He's just like, yeah, come join the class and. I think that that's that's a really big part um, of whether or not they have a chance with with Reuben Owens is whether or not the guys they had on campus this week kind of built a rapport with him. I mean, he's a he's he's a Texas kid. I mean, the guy the guy rides horses in his free time. I mean, he is a southern, you know, country kid. And the other three schools that he's looking at are all within a few hours of his hometown, where his parents can come play, which is a which is a part of what he. It, it, which is a big part of what he's factoring to his decision is whether or not his parents can, you know, come watch him play. That's a tough sell, right? I mean, you know, Louisville obviously can sell the proximity of the um, airport. He flies, you know, he flew out of Houston, so that's that's not far from where he lives. And, hey, you know, it's not really a bad flight. But if you can go drive and, and be around your kid and go visit him in the middle of the week if you want to and things like that, that's a little bit different. So I think they – I don't think the rumors and in the, in the predictions that we're seeing are coming out of nowhere. Um, I think that's kind of legit from some from some way shape or form some of these guys are national writers that have been doing this for a long time um, but it seems like there's just, there's just like a you know you, you from site to site it's completely different you know on three those guys are like there's absolutely no way he's leaving the state of Texas Wolf Fong has been kind of flaky and saying hey at least there's a chance and and rivals you know he's, he's trending towards Louisville so it's really hard to know but I do think that that relationship with guys around themselves, um, I think I think that's going to help Louisville uh, because that relationship I think is important. He seems to be really close with Clarkson. They played on the on the seven on seven tournament the week before, so you've got, you know, I think it was ten total days these guys are together to really get to know each other, get a little bit closer, and for Pierce Clarkson to sell him, which Pierce Clarkson he's he's selling everybody on this on this class, so. I think they're in good shape, but it's hard to know exactly where they stand right
0: now. Talking some Louisville football recruiting here with Keith Wynn. Follow him on Twitter, at Keith underscore Wynn. Keith, it's been a while since we've had like some bad football recruiting news, but we got that, uh, I guess, within the last 24 hours with Martel Hyde announcing that he has decommitted four-star cornerback slash wide receiver from Georgia, the buzz being that he's going to go to Vanderbilt. Not sure what they're offering, but like I said earlier, maybe – he really likes bachelorette parties. I don't know. Like you know, he's big into the predators. Who knows what's going on there? Uh, how big of a loss is this for UofL, and uh, what do you make of him potentially dissing the cars in order to go play at Vanderbilt?
3: I think timing-wise, it's, it's probably you know at least there's a positive there that they've got time to you know replace him in the class. Um, I think they were done at cornerback, so you know that hurts because you kind of feel like you're done with the position. You know, you feel like you're good. Uh, you know, I think and I think I think highly of Martell Hyde. I think he's a really good player. Um, very talented when it comes to uh, cover skills and playing the ball in the air. Obviously, being a high-level wide receiver helps him there. Uh, I will say this, and and I am the first person to hate when people say, well, oh, you should have seen this coming. Yeah, We all saw it coming because he he, he went on a visit to Vanderbilt, crystal balls start predicting them there. And I think the other thing is, you know, I kind of try to keep up with the social media a little bit. I try not too much because, that's just weird. But, yeah, you, know, you get a little feel for how these guys are reacting. And Marto Height, from the day he committed, never retweeted, liked, tweeted anything about Louisville from commitment date until decommitment date. Um, I just think that he really wasn't – maybe wasn't totally engaged. Um, you know, maybe it was that he, he, he took his visit, he committed on his visit. And sometimes maybe guys, you know, pull the trigger a little bit too quickly. Uh, but it sounds like he's looking to play w- uh, wide receiver from what I'm seeing. Um, it's kind of funny because former Louisville running back coach Norville McKenzie is recruiting him for Vanderbilt. So, you know, he's a Georgia guy. He kind of recruits that area. So it's hard to know, but I think that anytime you lose a guy, you know, you cannot. I, I don't like the idea of underselling it. You're losing a four star corner, a kid that has high level offers, uh, a good player, but they do have time to replace him. Um, Pierce Carson today started tweeting to uh, an Oregon cornerback commit that I guess he knows from back in California. So, you know, hopefully maybe Pierce can come through and this kid flips to, to Louisville. So they've got time to replace it, but, you know, you can never really uh, – you never want to lose guys, especially you guys at the top of your class or, or towards the top of your class. Louisville doesn't land a bunch of four stars, and no matter how good their class is, losing top talent is not a good thing. Uh, but hopefully, you know, it's all about how can you, can you respond to that by bringing in a guy that maybe is good or, you know, as good or better and, and refill your class uh, or backfill that spot in your class.
0: You talked to offensive line prospects earlier. You mentioned Madden Sanker, Jordan Church, Luke Burgess. Uh, I saw you know, Raymond Polito has Louisville in his top five. Alabama's in there. Arizona's in there. UCLA's in there. Oregon's in there. Uh, what are our chances
3: uh, with Polito? So, Polito's an interesting guy. He, he was really not highly recruited uh, until he transferred to uh, St. John Bosco, where where Pierce Carson's the quarterback, obviously. Uh, and I think once he uh, once he got out there, once they started doing some spring workouts and whatnot, I think some teams started to really kind of pay some more attention. So UCLA became really an option in Arizona. And then since then, he's just, the kids just blown up. Um, You know, Alabama kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. Oregon offered recently. Um, He's got offers from other schools in the SEC. Um, So I think that his recruitment picked up. It feels like he's really kind of taking his time and he's going to, you know, kind of vet that out and take his visits and whatnot. Um, But I, I, I don't think that, out of the five guys that Louisville had from an offensive line standpoint this weekend, it would not shock me at all if they got all five of them. You know, I think they're in great shape with all, all those guys. Toledo obviously has Clarkson, in, you know, in his ear. He's going to have them all fall in his ear um, to be able to help bring him in. But obviously when you're going against schools like Alabama, Oregon, um, you know, especially Oregon and West Coast kid, he's got Oregon, UCLA is, is essentially right down the street from him. You know, that's a hard – that's that's hard. And, you know, if you've got a guy that's really close to his family, they want to stay close to home, he's very close to his dad. I can tell you that right now. Um, you know, how, how does his dad – how does he – and his, how do he and his dad handle? Well, you can go to UCLA and I can come see you, or you go to Kentucky and I'm going to have a hard time coming out to visit you all the time. That's all part of this, you know, uh, this recruiting process and recruiting outside your normal region is you have kids that might not want to come out and travel because their family can't come. It's really funny because one of the top receivers in the country, Brandon Ennis, was a guy that people thought were going to go to USC. He's from South Florida, and the only reason he's not at USC already or, or committed right now is because he doesn't know if he wants to travel across the country because his family will come to see him. So it's something that's kind of different that will Louisville's dealing with. is recruiting outside your, your normal footprint. You have to factor in travel and whether or not the family's going to have a hard time handling their kid being away so far. So uh, I think they're in good shape, but I think that's probably one of the biggest factors is the travel and the fact that you're going to get some top schools out West.
0: Last question. This is the big thing on UK fans, but I don't even know if you've seen this. Is Kobe Keenum throwing a subtle L's down in his UFL uh, picture over the weekend? Did you Have you seen this?
3: Jesus Christ, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, that, is, <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm sorry.
0: It's, if you look at the picture, Trevor and I both think that there's nothing to it. But if he does go to UK and becomes like super else down King, then I think all Louisville fans will be like, "Well, yeah, of course he was. That, that was it was obvious. Yeah. It was it was blatant." But that's uh, UK fans are running with that. Our own uh, Nick Roush over here has posted about it on KSR. But that's the buzz because of course he was. Uh, you know, there was some discrepancy about why he moved his visit. Uh, it was originally scheduled for Lexington, and he came here this past weekend. Do you, do, what's your stance on Keenum? Where does Louisville stand with him?
3: It's funny because he's, he's probably the guy out of all these new all these recruits that head in and whatnot that seems to be swayed by how the class is going. Um, he had visited a couple times before, but, you know, he really was kind of off the radar up until a few weeks ago. Louis was getting, you know, the momentum going and whatnot, and all of a sudden he, he starts, you know, he really starts getting engaging on social media and tweeting Madden Sanker and tweeting Clarkson and whatnot. So um, it felt like it honestly, you know, and I, you know, I don't rivalry, but. The uk being including his in his final five seemed kind of odd he didn't really seem to be on uk's radar um as much as he was on some of the other schools I mean Penn state seemed to be the school that people thought that he was gonna you know he was headed to um but it felt like they he actually I actually thought that maybe he changed his visits around to put Louisville behind Kentucky and then kind of make it a rivalry thing I mean, you know like hey he's gonna pick he's gonna pick Louisville you know after he goes and visit uk and kind of rub it in that's how it felt to me. So I can't I can't act like I'm a I'm above the robbery stuff, <laughs> but the L down thing seems seems really really far fetched to me. But um, I like I said I think they're good with all these guys. I like Keenum a lot. He's a big kid. He can play center. He can play outside at tackle. Uh, he's got great size and he can move. Man, like you know in this in this scheme, these guys have to be able to run. They have to be flexible. They have to you know be able to fly out the ball. And that's the stuff that jumps out when you watch him play. Uh, and they all, all these guys have that mean streak, man. They like to pancake guys and, you know, throw them to the ground and whatnot. Louisville needs that kind of aggression on their offensive line. And uh, so hopefully, I feel like I, I like all the guys they have on the offensive line that they brought in. Hopefully, they can land at least three or four of them, but I feel good about all five of them.
0: There it is. He's Keith Wynn. Read his stuff over at carchronicle.com. Follow him on Twitter at Keith underscore Wynn. Keith, appreciate the insight. I'm sure we'll be checking in with you soon with regards to whatever Louisville football is doing on this recruiting trail it's fun fun times i never thought i'd be saying that but here we are all right thanks for having me on man all right keith uh, great as always letting us know exactly what's going down there i love what he's saying i love the fact that we seems like we're in pretty good shape with a lot of these offensive line recruits and also i'll put words in his mouth he just called nick Rash an idiot he said it keith just said it i mean <laughs> he hasn't even seen the picture he didn't say I, that I, <laughs> all,
2: how's he not seen the picture i've seen the picture keith well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you follow Roush, though. He probably didn't follow Roush. No, I just told him the case there. That was on the Facebook page. I think I follow Roush, I guess. I probably do. Yeah, I'm you, sure you, uh, you, you follow Roush. And, I, and, I, and He's a little I, fan. I, for I don't that have I'd to say. follow Roush. To, was, he's a little fan. And I, I don't have to know Roush know that. Listen, he'll tell you the first, he'll be the first one to probably tell you. Maybe not Maybe not admit to it publicly. Clicks bonanza. The you got to get it's those like, clicks. It's all about clicks. got to get those I, clicks. I can never hear Roush now. Ralph, why'd you do da- that? You know it's fake. He's going yeah, to have a second kid. But you know what he's going to say? He's like, but I needed like three stories for today, and it was an easy one. Got to so. get those views. Yeah. Look, I know the game. I got to get back to I get back to, to, to playing with Duke, and I got I got a wife that's pregnant. and He's about to be a father, too. Yeah, it's tough out I mean, here. Yeah. Get,
0: you know, you're battling COVID. You got pots coming out of nowhere. You got long COVID. You got vacays where you're going, dropping through the upside down. I get it.
2: <laughs> I mean, some have wondered whether he has ears or not, really. I mean, he's got to look for those. I mean... <laughs> He's he's got he's got to watch out for you know being out in the sun long with a bald head. We're late. Yeah. I mean Same boat.
0: somebody told me like what would you post if you like if you had to get you know like a million clicks in a month or a million clicks in a day, I guess is better. Like like what would you do? And I'm like it
2: would be the easiest can thing. Make a picture of B Arthur.
0: Well, no. It'd be the easiest thing in the world. I would write a headline that just simply said F word Kentucky. <laughs> L fans are clicking on that. UK fans are clicking on that. There cannot be any text. There doesn't even have to be anything below it. No subject, no deck, no subhead. None of that. It's just a headline that says, Bleep Kentucky, share it on social channels. I guarantee I get a million page views in a day. Guarantee it. I mean. It's yeah. the game. The game stays the game, Trev. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: game's the game. I still think New Pictures of B. Arthur would get more clicks, but just me. Follow-up. If, if, I'm, if I'm like, 999,000, I need
0: that extra, like, 1K, I'm going with B. Arthur. Plus, plus B. Arthur porn. Plan B. <laughs> yeah. Subhead. Later. F. No, Kentucky. No pun intended there. Naked B. Arthur says F. Kentucky. There you go. That's the last. That's the second million. Boom. Done. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll take your text. We've uh, slacked on the text because there's been stuff to catch up on today, so we'll hit up that. Text line 502 1450 coming up.
2: Minutes, the last 30 minutes going to be text, right? I mean, we're going to have
0: to be. We're going to have to get to the text, and yeah. then we'll uh, we'll talk about tonight's uh, real quickly uh, avalanche game. Can they go up 3 0? God, they're just dominating the Lightning. It's uh, glorious. Me,
2: I, I want you to get a sweep because, I mean, this is the last of our sports, really.
0: It's going to be a while. Well, you we had the U.S. Open over the weekend. I'm sure you didn't watch that. Yeah.
2: Who won? You, you, did you not watch any of it? I didn't know it was even happening. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh, is that Dez's cousin? Not American. It's,
0: a Brit with braces.
2: I don't see color like you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: go to break. When we come back. There's our golf talk for the day. Uh, we'll wrap up the show. Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. All right, we're back. Wrapping up today's 17. show, the Monday Return Edition post-vacay. I
2: always feel like, always, like... Winger's like the least coolest band to think about statutory.
0: Well, yeah, there's, there's, no,
2: there's no way to be cool about that. So. <laughs> but it's Winger. Okay, Trev. Like, I think of Winger. I think it's Stuart the nerdy kid from Beavis and Butthead. He wore the Winger shirt. <laughs> Do you kind of feel like when we get to the point where Louisville... Because
0: these, these two things usually coincide. My family, or Mary's family's vacation is always at the same time. Usually, it conflicts with the College World Series, which is not cool when Louisville's playing in it. Yeah, but, which has been recently, by the way. Yeah, it's a happened hard. a couple of times where yeah. I've had to be late to family vacation or skip it entirely. Um, <laughs> I love your priorities, though. Well, I mean, I mean job's the job. Like, I was doing more work at that time, like a website-based. Um, so, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. 2019, I went and just watched from there, which was, like, frustrating because they kept playing. They kept winning. It was fun to be there, but I'm like, oh, I wish I was in Omaha. Um, but when that when that vacation ends, and usually when Louisville's baseball season ends, that feels like the real off season like there's there's kind of a, a first chunk of the off season when basketball ends because this is a football basketball like most college sports towns mm-hmm. football basketball area like that's the the big sports season. but we with baseball being so prominent in recent years, it's always been something nice to follow, and it feels like the sports season isn't really officially dead until the baseball teams run and the postseason comes to an end. But now we're staring down like the two months plus. Oh, no. Of just the, the abyss. This I mean, is when we have to get fun.
2: We get thrown a little bit of a bone I mean, I, not as much as I used to love it. The NBA draft is coming up. Yeah. And we've had which, the basketball roster stuff going which on. Which I do love the I used to I mean I used to worship the NBA draft before the NBA, you know, you know moving on. Crumble, crumble, crumble. Hurump. Uh, ah. Hurump. I didn't get rump out of this guy. Harump. Uh <laughs> <laughs> love that movie s so, I me laughing so hard to still this, this this I've seen it three hundred times. But anyway, um, See, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you do. I mean, we have MLB to a degree. Like I'm still kind of hanging on to my Blue Jay run right now this year, even though your Yankees have just been stop just calling them, my Yankees, just demolishing everybody and like ruining my dreams. Don Lawson taking the MLB I mean, by storm. He is. This is what
0: Holy Trinity Eagles slash Trinity Shamrocks do.
2: Now I, ha- I have kind of clung to the bats more. In, in, in the past Now When you're listening to a team Every day For like At least a month straight now For me You get into them You get into little more I've learned that you can gamble On minor league baseball On DraftKings Oh boy Which I've been this is, Okay I've been, I, By the way I went uh, I went three and two yesterday On my, on my, on my Minor league baseball bets Good I, I find myself Like going through homework Not since I got Hooked on be- Gambling in the Saudi Arabian Basketball League Have I gambled on something So weird Okay Mickelson I did. Hey, I did so well, I almost got a uh, Macabre Tel Aviv t-shirt, uh, t-shirt. I was like, they won me like 200 bucks. Okay, the team's awesome. Oh, man. All
0: right, we have to go to the text line. We've got a bunch of texts we have to get to, and not a whole lot of time to get to them, so we'll do the best we can here. Right. I do like the first one that I see is a, a texter. Yeah, this, this kid, uh, Fabio, Fabio Basili, who's on campus apparently right now, uh, texter just sends in pictures of, of Fabio. So I think we have to call him Fabio, even if it is Fabio. I, I can't even remember his last
2: name already. I mean, Basili. No biscotti. Basili. I like biscotti. Basili. Basili. <laughs> is he Italian? Does not look like it. Mangione. <laughs> sort of the by the way, he got an extension, didn't he? Italian population in Orlando, Florida is, but he doesn't. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's strong. Are you saying Orlando's not a very populated Italian area? Yeah, Pinocchio's down there. He's he's, he's holding them up. Um, <laughs> what the? Pinocchio?
0: <laughs> the, the wooden... Boy? Yeah, he's, you know, he's the the Italian. Was he Italian? Yeah, he's, what's the the, the master's name, the the guy who made him? Uh, Pachetto or
2: whatever? Exactly. I don't know, he's Italian, I guess it could be. Uh, Geppetto, Mr. (laughs) Geppetto. Geppetto. There was a rain delay in the Bats game, and they were, Greg Galliott was telling this great story about how he was driving Vince Coleman around. This better be a good story. And the guy Vince Coleman kept calling him Frenchie, and he was like, first of all, I'm Italian, you tool. (laughs) Uh, Texture
0: says, Mike, thank God you're back. I had to turn it off a couple times. Seems like all Rashawn wanted to do is bash Kenny Payne. Oh, okay, it wasn't about me there, man. Wants to get the man fired already <laughs> because we didn't get every guard we wanted. Well, but he loved me still, right? Of course. Nothing okay. bad about you. Texas, is there an Airbnb or a hotel in Glenville? I'm thinking of having a weekend getaway there. It seems like a cool town to visit. So you've seen my dad. I've those-
2: seen Glenville. I, I, we need more time talking about Glenville.
0: Eric Wood texted me last night as I was walking the dogs and was like, I've got so many questions about Glenville.
2: I mean,. First of all, like is does it have all the modern day additions that a normal city has? Like is there a hospital? I believe so. Okay, we've established there's not an adult there is no adult entertainment. Not right. that I know of, unless I, I haven't I've never even
0: explored all of Glenville. It's too much. You can spend. you could be down there for like seven hours. <laughs> is and there not a shady part of, of Glenville?
2: Like, when you don't want to be like, you don't want to be past like 18th Street. I'm sure and, there is. Like, 2 a.m. And, and if you have no idea
0: what we're talking about, my dad, his name is Glenn, not, not just a clever name. He <laughs> has built this like miniature world Mark. <laughs> in my parents' house basement uh, where it started off being like, first of all, it started off with him just building miniatures on top of my old ping pong table. I came down one day and I was like, I guess no more ping pong. My dad was like, yep. <laughs> so i was like okay that's Go it outside,
2: you little brat <laughs> so he i mean
0: all these people had questions like how long is this take? i mean he would spend
2: a, at least a couple of hours
0: down there pretty much every night this is
2: like a this was like a post-retirement hobby right he was still working when he started it okay so um, it was kind of like a stress relief people do exactly stuff. you collect stamps play cards it's something that, that you can have control over. i play video games it's, it's i mean
0: good for your for your well-being yeah and my dad a lot of people get really into it my dad is clearly very into it and he does i mean,
2: he's also very good at it which i think makes it easier to be into details are insane yeah but i
0: I posted some pictures on twitter but he's yeah it's 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 unreal it's uh it's a crazy thing i mean he if you want to come over and tour it i'm sure I don't care if you know him. He he would love to have it. He'll answer any questions you've got. I
2: promise you that. I mean, there's a drive-through. There's an airport. There's a museum to airplanes. There's there There's everything there. There's a scene there's from a, uh, a scene from the Earth Stood Still. There's um yeah. So well, that's what's playing in the it's drive. Playing in the drive, but yeah. there's also
0: a scene where the aliens first emerge from the craft from the actual movie. Oh okay. R.I.P. Clap-to. Um, Should clap clap to. <laughs> <laughs> Clapto, he's the alien. He dies. They kill. No, I didn't. I've never seen a movie. The other one, it's good. It's very good. I love oh, really? Life. That's, Old that's, that's my line. Yeah,
2: you should watch, should watch it. it.
0: You'd like it. <laughs> Texas, <us> any cards. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Uh, texter says, no, I can't say that.
2: Uh, <laughs> that didn't take long.
0: Texter says, watch Caddyshack from start to finish for the first time. I don't know why Bill Murray's role gets so much acclaim. Ronnie Dangerfield makes the movie. Oh, yeah, and I gave myself food poisoning Saturday, and that was good and terrible.
2: Okay, uh, come on, Carl Speckler. No, I'm not going to bash Carl Speckler, but I do. I you think I, he's overrated. I don't want to say overrated, but I will lean towards Rodney Dangerfield" as a, be- as a better part of the movie. I mean, I lean towards Judge Snails is the best part of movie. The- Spaulding gets put off the boat. I like. I can see that scene a million times. I'm going to laugh
0: every. time. You're going to play. I don't want. You're going to
2: do it and like it. <laughs> You'll have nothing and like it. Yeah, that's what it is. My bad. I want a hot dog. No, <laughs> I want a hamburger.
0: Spaulding Smells also is a great character.
2: Yeah, I mean it's. Also, I lean towards Rodney just because I I always I've always been a Rodney. I like I love I love Back to School. I love you know, uh, easy, uh, He's easy great Easy Money. In the movie, I mean, I'll even watch you know Ladybugs every so whatever the hell it's called. Speaking of oh, Ladybugs, is great. Yeah, I mean, it's not his best. It's Get not, those nail breakers. It's not Easy Money, but Easy Easy Money is the one I don't think it's in a, like everybody always goes Back to School with him, which I love Back to School, but Easy Money I thought was the better one. I just thought about this. I, have you seen just because we're talking about Swatting
0: Spells? This is not a political statement. Have you seen Baron Trump recently? He's
2: six, he's, six, seven. six he's, seven, he's 8 feet tall.
0: There's a video of him playing soccer too. but It looks pretty good. I saw, but he's like he's like Peter Crouch out there.
2: He was trending yesterday, and I'm thinking, okay, why? is Yeah, it what's trying? going on? Yeah. And I click on it, and there's like a picture of him. I guess next to some like woman. He's enormous. I mean, where? What the hell, man? Baron needs to start hooping. I think we need to
0: recruit him. Kenny Payne. Is he a guard? Hey, you got a, <laughs> you got a famous dad. We've been taking you recently. <laughs> Could use him.
2: I mean, how how the hell? It was just like it seemed like yesterday. He was behind, sitting behind daddy, rolling his eyes like everyone else.
0: Yeah, it's on yeah, same. Time moves differently when you get a little bit older. There's this so, podcast listeners random question of the day, Mike. I know you were on vacation when the news broke, and I didn't see anything from you on it. Thoughts on Sweeney's report about Ramsey being the author of the infamous Gonzalez letter? I addressed this at the beginning of the show because somebody brought it up. Mm-hmm. I John, to my knowledge, did not write it. I, I'm 99 percent sure I know who wrote it. He did send it, and that's I think. Yeah,
2: Sweeney's proof was not proof. That's all Sorry. I can. All I can tell love me. Andy somewhat. Yeah. I, I love Andy, except but, when Giants play the Eagles. But well, I've got I like Andy a lot. I it
0: just my understanding, and I've, I've seen the receipts. I am ninety nine percent sure I know who wrote it. The same person who wrote the twenty eighteen letter, and John just was the one who sent it. For,
2: was forwarding it amongst many other people, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, Texas says y'all should watch this video next break. I don't even know what this is. Uh, it's Billy Corrigan rides a roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Billy Corgan owns the NWA wrestling. I did not
2: know that. I, you, I think I've told you before, but yeah.
0: There's this is in Robert Dillingham's Final Four. He's committing Friday. We haven't offered nor has he visited. Why do recruits do this? Because he, he, he's going to pick UK. And he wants to do the whole... It, it's a smart thing. He's going to rivalry. He's going to rivalry before he's even you a part of the rivalry. You him to do that? No, I think he probably did it on his own. Mm. He hasn't taken any Why visits. like a foghorn.
2: <laughs> the
0: kid hasn't taken any visits anywhere else. He's taken zero visits to anywhere besides Kentucky. Everybody knows. Was, the second he decommitted from NC
2: State, it was, he's going to go to Kentucky.
0: He's going to go to
2: Kentucky. They love stealing NC State kids, don't they? NC State loves losing kids. John Wall and Bam Adebayo uh, are NC State kids.
0: God hates NC State. He's just, yeah. Uh, he's just that he, uh, My dad texted it. He said... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mike, for putting pictures of my alternate reality on the internet again. The tiny people of Glenville, Glenville Station, Big Town, and Bedford Falls. Thank you. Yeah.
2: What is it? Glenville? Is there a college in Glenville or just a high school? Um, I don't know. You'd have to ask Dad. Can we get a dome stadium in Glenville? They're not. It's Glendome. They have like
0: five lines on the football field and the old timey goalposts. You're asking way too much <laughs> no, of, of Glenville. I
2: want, I want Glendome.
0: Text that I've I've heard the staff is super high on Withers from. The workout so far it feels like our fan base is in love with Ellison Curry, and people forget Withers is still probably our most talented player. We were high on Withers this time last
2: year too. I mean.
0: Yeah, but cl- like he clearly was more affected by the change in offense than anybody else. Like he had no so, idea what he was doing.
2: Oh, that was give or think
0: And <laughs> so like, like some of the highlights of him, he's playing in that the, the Smith League. He looks like a different guy. Like he he looks more, I don't know, confident. He actually looks a little bit mm-hmm. leaner. Um I would. It, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be shocked. It would not surprise me if he comes out and has the type of season this year that we thought he was going to have a year ago. Because I, mean, I think I said something about that a few months ago, didn't I not? Or maybe he, We know he has the ability. We, yeah. saw, we even saw flashes of it last year. I mean, hell, this sure. is a guy, He averaged double figures as a redshirt freshman a couple of years ago. We forget that. He was a good player on a better team two years ago than he was last year on a bad team. He clearly has the ability. There was talk last year, not just amongst Louisville fans, but amongst – NBA people that if he has the type of season that he's capable of, it could be his last year in college. That, like he was on some draft boards. Chris Mack even came out and said that if it clicks for him, if he does the right things, this could be his last season. If it doesn't, he's going to be here three more years.
2: Some people went as far, even on this radio station, not you, went to say that they thought he could be ACC player of the year.
0: I thought he could be all ACC good. I thought he had that type of. He showed that ability his first year. I know he did. As a richer freshman. I would not, like, if Louisville does have the type of season that we want them to have where it's they're not in anybody's preseason NCAA tournament bracket. They're picked, like, 12th in the ACC, all that good stuff, and we wind up being an NCAA tournament caliber team. I th- I'll i go so far as to say Jalen Withers has to have that type of season that we're talking about in order for that to happen. I think he's one of the types of players who can make that
2: happen. I mean, if we're going to be willing to say, oh, you can't look at last year, last year doesn't count when, with the bad stuff, can't we have to do that with the good stuff as well? Yeah. I mean, and, and we kind of did in a way, like, when we talked about the good stuff and they're, the few, they're few and far between, I know. But for one, is the Curry. And then it's like, you can, it was good, but I mean, look at when it came. It came in blowouts. It came in games that didn't really matter. It, and we've also been only looking at one end of the floor. The defense was not
0: good. Yeah. We have to talk about exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. The defense is going to have to get markedly better if he's going to be one of the better big men in the ACC, which is how we're talking about him this offseason. Texas says Trevor even worked at Lone Star Steakhouse. When okay. is the damn Trevor's Jobless summer episode going to be? We uh, are
2: going to have to do it. That was in Bowling Green. Yeah. I worked it there. I worked it also at a. I was also served at Pizza Hut down there.
0: Texas says, "Wildcat, I can't read that." Texas says, "Mike is on back on and on fire. I'm dying." And also, Bronny to
2: the bill. Bronny to bill, baby. Lock it up. It's coming. Texas, I have to
0: trust the process at this point with Payne. He's really trying to work on culture first. Honestly, I just want to see a tight knit team that could squeeze into the tourney. I'll say this about the team, like That's the w- with Kenny Payne saying, like doing all this and presumably passing on multiple players because they don't fit the culture that he's trying to build here. If this team does overachieve and like is NCAA tournament caliber, like fringe top twenty five good, it's gonna become like a immediate fan favorite. Like people are gonna fall in love with this team mm-hmm. just because of how like not tightly knit they were a year ago, because of all the culture problems we've been dealing with for the last few years. And because I think it also would portend even better things being on the horizon. It would be a it would be a tangible piece of evidence that Kenny Payne's the dude and that this is only the beginning. When we get better players, we're Going to be back competing for national titles, and it's going to happen faster than a lot of people nationally thought it was going to be. Like, that's the dream scenario for this winter. And I would love nothing more than for it to happen. Texas, is how the heck do you reach your hand in the middle of Glenville? Well, there's you, you can get
2: into the middle, there's a little like gap where you can walk in there. I mean, I, I was curious, and I pictured like your dad up in like a harness, like moving around the ceiling, <laughs> 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 floating above it. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise, yeah, like <laughs> Like there's like a, like a a, a pull pool and and pool and levy like system all above the, the ceiling and <laughs> like, he moves around like it takes up your, first of all your base is that your whole basement or your dad pretty much dead. yeah I mean it's a I mean it's a nice size little basement filled completely yeah that's where I used to it's, it used to be the the kids playroom
0: it's where my you Nintendo your, was it used to be your foreman room Sega the Genesis. foreman basement no not the foreman
2: you know like in seventy show
0: oh yeah yeah pretty much yeah but like more like there was no weed smoke I was like eleven down there playing tecmo ball all the time
2: and you already weren't smoking weed really <laughs> yeah, oh. not all of us started b- before we hit double digits 11, i was doing double dragon, on double <laughs> double joints <laughs> with the dragon <laughs> while chasing the dragon
0: uh it takes a shot to adam hadwin L grad leading at one point on the leaderboard all week hadwin i've actually i've met him one time seems like an awesome dude i have friends who are very very close friends with him who don't you know he, he a lot of people he <laughs> he led the u.s open yeah he was the, the round one leader all by himself shot okay. four under he ended up finishing tied for seventh. His best finish at a, um, in, a in a major tournament. U of L grad from Canada. Everybody who was around him when he was on
2: campus speaks very highly of him. Easy guy to root for. To him and Justin Thomas, we, we're starting to get the golf world on, on, on our on our side, right? We're rolling. We got Matthias Schmidt coming up. I mean, everybody knows golfers come from Louisville.
0: Yeah. Um, Ted says, why can't you postpone your family vacations to July if there's so much conflict with baseball? Well, first of all, it's not my family vacation. It's Mary's family. They plan this months and months in advance. And you can't tell Mary no. I mean, I can't tell the entire family. Like, there's like no. like nine people. I'm one of like I can't be
2: like, hey, <laughs> one guy. everybody else, <laughs> you're going to have to do this thing. I mean, do they not care about little baseball like you do? Her dad, her dad does. Well, I mean. But they care about vacation way more. <sighs> Priorities, people. It's I mean, why can't you just push it back to last week? Why don't you do, like, July 4th weekend? Because I'm get... not in charge of this.
0: I, I I I have, like, the least say of anybody involved. I'm not, like, a member of their you immediate just, family. You're
2: just told when to drive and when to... Pretty, pretty much.
0: Drive. That's exactly right. Texas <laughs> is Keith the new king of Louisville football media now that Cam Teague is gone? I'm willing to anoint him. Uh, hmm. I'll, I'll crown him. He's sure. the king. He's my king. love him. He's king of the north. Texas do they have any guards for us over in Glenville? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> my, my dad could play. Back in the day, I posted the picture of his old male high team and he's like, it's so funny. I laugh every time because I mean, these are like the best teams in the state. Like they got beat by West Unsell of the buzzer. My dad tells the story all the time. Seneca shot was actually after the buzzer, all this stuff. But like these, these are, like grown men on the team. And my dad looks like he's 12 years old with the biggest ears in the world. Down there sitting in the front row.
2: Dad played at Mill in the fifties? In the sixties. Oh, sixties. Okay. I was gonna say he was a little off my I was like my grandfather played there in like the late, I think the forties or late forties. Yeah, he played with uh like George Tinsley and those
0: guys, uh who were like kind of bef- like the the group before Griff came in and took over. Like Griff will like talk about that team, like setting the state. Like those are the teams mm-hmm. that he first started watching when he was okay. growing up, but my dad was on the And then he ended up playing in college at Kentucky Southern, which is now not a school that exists anymore. But he played there. He was, a, he was a shooter.
2: Where was Kentucky's Southern?
0: It's now where L Shelby campus is. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he played on those teams. I think it was the, the, the picture that I posted on Twitter is the 62-63 varsity team.
2: I didn't go down into Twitter line that far. I got I,
0: Once I got to Glenville, I just never made it back out. Yeah, he was rocking with Dallas Thorne and those guys were the, the stars of those teams. But they lost to Wesley until back-to-back year, seventh region championship game when they won two state titles. Is there a radio tower in Glenville? There is. Okay. It says Wacky 790 yeah <laughs> wacky uh Texas says hey Mike who wrote the 2018 letter I mean come on guys let's, let's, I- I'm done with the letter I'm over the letter it was me people it was Trevor I did it all it was Trevor Texas sorry Trevor I may have just lost my Arby's
2: with the B Arthurs speaking of which we haven't mentioned it today Arby's is in the house Arby's came in the house today. I, I like you I kind of had a vacation from Arby's while you were gone oh wow well, I mean, this I had... Big news at 5.52 on a Monday. Well, keep in mind, we did the show from... Because of the, the oh, bad yeah, schedule, we had to do... The, we had to be in Jeff on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday, I just kind of, I mean... I had more time available because I didn't have to do the show. So I, I, Your routine got wrecked. My routine got a little messed up. Now, I think I did have it on Monday when I was in here, I believe. But yeah, this is... Uh, we're, we're back into the groove. Hmm. I, I didn't notice the Arby's over here that I go to. It's a good thing I don't eat the fresh market food stuff because they are out of literally everything listed on the fresh market combo list. Damn shame. Damn shame.
0: Terry says, when do we get to hear from Glenn Rutherford on the show? I need a summer show suggestions. I loved his Netflix picks a couple of years ago. Well, I'll do Netflix picks with your dad. That'd be cool. Yeah, dad used to call into the, the show all the time when we you know, worked at a station where the phones worked. Um, oh, he's one of the few callers
2: to make it here. He had made it through, but he... Did he tell me about, like, I think didn't you have the family that played baseball or something. Doyle Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: My, my cousin's. Um, he well,
2: Doyle rules.
0: He co-hosted a show with me. I brought him in. It was either like for Father's Day or his birthday, one time. And in the first <laughs> segment, gift. he well, it wasn't his gift. But okay, I just did. I needed to co-host. Dad, dad. I was like, "Dad will be great." Damn it, we're gonna get a card. <laughs> dad, you want to do the show with me? In the first, because my dad is very much of the like he's entered the the Rick Pitino, Coach K era where he's like, "I'm I'm too old to care what people think about what I say. I'm just gonna say what I want all the time, and I everybody else be damned."
2: Think me and your dad would get along.
0: He in the first segment basically said that every uk fan is a racist and called <laughs> leonard hamilton an
2: abominable human being well we might not get along that well then well my dad knows leonard from okay working with the team he's okay. got stories i can't speak personally i just know him from afar so
0: he, he then like in the next segment walked back the uk statement He was like he's like yeah he's like yeah he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like you know I'm just, i was just saying stuff i i shouldn't paint with that broad of a brush i know lots of great uk fans he's like and the leonard thing he's like well, I still feel the same way about Leonard. I'm not, I'm not taking that one back. Like, just didn't didn't care at all. Uh, Texas, to answer Trevor's question, the famous Louisville celebrity that you don't know is Bryson Tiller. Do you know who Bryson Tiller is?
2: He, play, he plays a sport, right? No.
0: no. Th- uh, is a musician? He is a musician. Country? He had a big album several years ago called Trap Soul. A few hits off of it.
2: Rock? No, Country? like R&B. I don't remember him. Yeah. He's, Sorry. He's still around. No, apparently wasn't that cool. He's pretty cool. Not was that cool. Nominated for a Grammy. Whoa, a Grammy, huh? Why are you rolling your eyes at a Grammy? <laughs> Grammys. I'm sorry, you can't give any respect to anything that gives an award to Millie Vanilli. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean,
0: all I'm saying is Bryson Tiller's. He's a big Grammys. deal. Was a big deal a
2: to, to me, when people brag about winning a Grammy, it's like like I'm bragging that he made the Pro Bowl.
0: Okay, well he's got like <laughs> like five million followers on social media. Is Again. that better for you? Yeah. What would impress you? If I see him poop an egg of gold.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure his album like was one of the best-selling albums of 2016 or whatever it was. It was a big deal. He hasn't done much since, but yeah. he's has on some Jack Harlow songs.
2: Good. I'm glad Jack Harlow's doing charity. Uh, Bryson Taylor went to Iroquois, by the way. Are you still trying to sell me? I'm just letting you know. I didn't know. I, I forgot Iroquois was even at school still. He's from Little. I thought they closed that thing years ago.
0: No. Why are you ripping on the ears? <laughs> Why are you taking shots at everybody at 555? You've been nice all day. It's a and Friday news dump. Just launching everybody. Now
2: Monday. They're, now they're going to text in afterwards, and I'm going to be like erasing them so they can't see them tomorrow. Get out of here. <laughs> no, um, that's not true. I wouldn't do that.
0: Let's talk real quickly. We have uh, NHL we tonight. No more texts? Well, I mean, nothing we can get to. No. There's this Trevor Bryson drives a gold Lambo around, around town.
2: Oh, is that him?
0: Yeah, it's him. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: i can't see that on a regular basis this is my immediate thought of trevor <laughs>
0: mentioning your dad hoisted above the train scale layout was rick moranis from honey i shrunk the kids not tom cruise that's probably a better <laughs> yeah, with the micro- microscope too also glenn coming on r&r was always awesome yeah he was a fan favorite back in the day uh tonight tonight we got it stanley cup finals Ooh, baby gonna b- b- put up the make it three no tonight i showed you my setup for watching game one <laughs> What what was what was Virginia was that Frozen or something? Uh, the Coco Melon videos. She, okay. Virginia was like we were getting her ready for, for bed. We slept on the pullout couch together. She loved making the couch into a bed. She thought that was cool, um, and so I had like she's sitting there. She's like watching Coco Melon trying to I'm trying to get her to fall asleep. I've got the. NHL Stanley Cup Finals on my laptop, propped up on pillows next to the pullout bed. I, th- I
2: thought it was like on the re- like the armrest or something. I couldn't. Tell. It looked yeah. like it, but yeah, it's
0: a, it's on a bunch of like the the actual the the cushions from the couch. It was, and it
2: was muted, I assume. Yeah,
0: actually, it was kind of on because she's she's it, she's in her own world. She didn't care, but didn't like know. it was the best because like they score. Mary's dad, we stayed in the same condo with them, comes like running out and He's like fist-pumping. I'm fist-pumping. Virginia's got like a bottle in her mouth and she has no idea what's going on, but she just starts fist-pumping too <laughs> because we're doing it, uh, but it was great. And then Saturday we got home in time for the game, which was it reminded me of the Game 2 of the, the Panther series from 96 where they just destroyed them. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember that. Absolute takedown. Uh, tonight, 8 o'clock, ABC. Were you, was it in Colorado the first two games? First two games were in Colorado. Okay, Tonight's so, in Tampa Bay. Okay, I was curious. Tampa Bay is a slight betting favorite, Ooh. even though they've been Totally outplayed in both games. Outplayed. Crushed. Dominated. If they're going to get one, it kind of feels like, like. I think if the Avs win tonight, it's a sweep. I think it's done. I think the Lightning don't get any. But if they're going to get one, I
2: feel like it has to be tonight. I think it's going to be a good game. Who you got, Trev? I think it's going to be a, a, a five game sweep for the Avalanche. I think the Lightning oh, pull one happen. out tonight. Five game sweep? That's not even a real term. It is. You can't sweep somebody in five games. You never heard that term? No.
1: It's Like five pitch ball. He's
2: it with the uh, with the with the uh, Pistons and Lakers all the time. It's a five game sweep. You have to walk me through that one. It's kind of a they get lucky one game, but was a domination. Okay, I can I can. So that that was kind of the mindset. I've used it before. I'm surprised you haven't heard me say before. But I think it's going to be a five game sweep. So I think the the Lightning still a still one on on their fingertips tonight, and then Avalanche clinch at home in game five. Vance is a better goalie than he's shown the last two games. He allowed some cheap goals in Game 1. They got lit up in
0: Game 2. I think he has a good game tonight. I think your goalie sucked. No, the the Lightning's goalie.
2: Oh, okay. He's
0: the best goalie they faced in the playoffs, and he's not been good through the first two games. Um, Darcy Kemper had an easy shutout for the Avs in game. I think it was like the second fewest shots faced in a Stanley Cup Finals shutout ever. Um, The Avs just just destroyed him. It was unreal. Um, I think it's going to be tight tonight. I still think the Avs win. I think think we're headed towards an actual sweep, four-game sweep. I'll say they win 3-2. Late goal. Who's going to get it? Give me rats. Miko Rantanen, game winner in the third period. Avs win. They're rolling towards the sweep. I'm feeling good.
2: That's my prediction. Is there a desert in Glenville? I don't think so. <laughs> it's a thriving metropolis. I'm more concerned about Glenville questions than I am the hockey. Head. More
0: Glenville tomorrow. Everybody enjoy your Monday nights. We're back here at 3 o'clock. Are we in the OG tomorrow or is it
2: Wednesday? Uh, it's Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. So we're back here in the normal. Wednesday is gonna be a weird. I've got to do a bats. I've got to be up at eleven a.m. on Wednesday, because I got to do the bats game. Get excited and, for Wednesday! I be. got pregame eleven thirty, and then the game is gonna go almost right into your show. We may be delayed slightly. I don't think by a whole lot. Depends on how the game goes with the bats, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wacky Wednesday. We're not delayed tomorrow. Catches at three o'clock right here. Fourteen fifty. The big
0: X. Everybody enjoy your Monday night.